0: pull out windows down music I don't care where we go now I don't care where we go I close my eyes I feel the wind I leave the past I start again I call
1: my life how are you doing good how are you man
2: I am good man two shots in and uh nice almost ready
1: to mingle Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about mingling, but definitely (laughs) two shots in, I'm fine. You know, there's like a lot of great, as you already know, um, a lot of great science behind how protected you are and also the inability or the low, low chance of spreading the disease. You can even get on planes now. So I'm excited about that, but definitely limiting the people that I actually interact with regardless. (laughs) It's kind of mean, right, but that makes sense. Yes that makes yeah, sense.
2: Man. I'm yeah, with well, So when I said mingle, I meant people like you. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, just yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm go going to out. Rave, right. Man. Ooh, yeah. are we not supposed to go to raves yet? Not yet. Sorry. Too late, <sighs> it's going to yeah. be embarrassing. There's some stuff on the gram I'm gonna <laughs> I'm trying to get it. To <laughs> All right. Um uh who are you? I'm Otto and who are you? I'm Kwaku and this is Radio Zamunda, The dope shit. All right. And today it is my turn. Mm-hmm. to, uh, introduce you, surprise you, hopefully mm-hmm. excite mm-hmm. you yep. with yep. the, um, the, the, the being, uh, mm-hmm. that will join us. Got it. Um, and, uh, I, uh, actually I was going to give you a hint, but I don't want to give you a hint because I know that you cheat. So yeah. I was going to give you I a hint. I feel like I already know, but. You feel like, like you already know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, but I'm
1: probably very wrong. So anyway.
2: Oh, do you want to just take an early guess before before we kick off the podcast? If since you feel you already know,
1: uh, I think
2: that'd be interesting to hear what your no, like no, your certainty no. yeah, is yeah, really yeah. is really palpable. Which means- yeah, yeah, no,
1: no, no, no. I I'll I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. I'm, I I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's get into this. All right. Uh oh! There it oh. is. Ah, I see too. There nice. it is. Nice. Hello. Okay. Cool okay. Cool looking
2: people. Just to remind you guys. To remind you guys. Um. There we go. Okay. Cool. Cool. Great. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Awesome. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> so, um, before we um, before we get into that portion of it, I think we should probably do the intro again. Um. So, uh, you with the gray t-shirt, because our Mm -hmm. our guests are wearing all black. I tried Mm -hmm. to match you, but not exactly. Uh, You with the gray t-shirt. Who are you? I'm Atul, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. Nice. You know what I love? When people have never listened, and they're just staring at us while we do that, like... (laughs) Uh, am I <laughs> supposed to do anything here? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> nope. <I'm
1: just>
3: absorbing. <laughs> Can you get a little homework do we right.
2: yeah, okay. Right. okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. 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 Um, so today is my turn to bring on the dope shit people, um, that I know that I'm mm-hmm. really, um, just, uh, blown away by, uh, as far as what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is hope and drew. So hope and drew. I'd like you to meet Otto. I hope.
3: it's in- uh, <laughs> Nice to meet you. Nice
1: to meet you guys. I'm excited because I can't, I first of all, I can't wait to guess what you guys do, yes. um, okay. which is going to be awesome. And the funny part
2: was is in the intro, because as I've said to you guys, Alto didn't even know there were two people, let alone who you are or what it is you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You knew nothing. And, mm-hmm. and in the intro, he's like, oh, I know who it is. And I'm like, how do you know who it is? <laughs>
1: I <laughs> had a feeling, but but then I realized mm, probably I I don't have the right information. So and, and this is our first twofer. I think this is the first time we've done two people at the same time. It I is. Think, I think it is, is also too. Super cool. Yes. Yeah. So what we like to do in the beginning of this, the whole point of this
2: podcast, and Otto and I have known each other now uh, six years ish. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. Five six years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And. um we originally would just hang out and listen to records. And one of our friends was just like, hey, you guys should do a podcast. you know. And so we started doing that where we we're talking about records. And then we talked about it more. And we're like, you know it would be really interesting if we would introduce whoever listens, which we don't really know, but we know that somebody listens, um, if we would introduce the listeners instead of just to, to dope albums or even like a dope movie or artwork or whatever to people who are really amazing and are creating this mm-hmm. dopeness. So essentially it's a podcast um, where we get to talk to a variety of creators. Yeah. Um and the, oh, yeah. the the opening of it involves the other person because Otto knows nothing about who I'm bringing on guessing what it is that you do. Yes. And for our listeners who who can't see obviously the the Zoom things we don't we don't post the videos. Um mm-hmm. Otto has a big uh, shit-eating grin because he thinks he has us down. And I'm also going to say that Otto
1: cheats. What, you, what I don't know is that Kwaku, I, I think my score is like, I, I don't think I have a perfect score, but I'm pretty good at it. You're the one who keeps score, though. Right? I, I do keep score <laughs> because it's fun. And, you know, I've been stuck inside for a year. So especially now it's fun because whatever joy you get, I'm going to get it um so yeah it's fun it's really fun and so i hope i'm going to get it this time because now mm. it feels really stupid because the lead up you know I'll, I'll be totally wrong and then you guys will be like eh, which i also I, I also don't mind losing i'm a i'm a i'm a good loser so
3: good yeah i'm actually kind of excited because um well because it's not often that you get to have somebody explain their first impression mm-hmm i'm saying and we look really
1: weird so i can't wait to see well what i well so i'll start guessing so i get three guesses yes and you guys just say yes or no and then you know whatever but i'm I'm gonna go on the you you guys saying you look really weird because i don't agree and i'm not trying to be nice because you're guests but i'm like these are two rad ass looking motherfuckers that just popped up on my screen. Normal.
4: Totally. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Not not the mainstream. Um I, I so I, I would assume that, you know, you guys are not from you guys are not uh, let's say oh, like Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't think you're like a couple of Is that of a guess? Is that a guess? That is not a guess. A, okay. So yes, I'm, I'm just checking. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. 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 So What I'm seeing are two people who are really fucking rad who I want like to be in like a cool anime cartoon like I would like model cartoon like uh, heroes after them. Rad hair, rad tats, just a rad look. They, they look like artists so but that's too general. Um, So my first thing is I'm going to say that you guys are in a band. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh my
2: God.
3: I guess who the singer is.
1: Boom. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like if you weren't in a band.
3: I know. I mean, they I would love. If the boot fits, yeah.
5: In this yeah. one instance, I would have loved to have been like researchers or something. <laughs> that's what it mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like Scientist. just this one time, I feel yes. like. Yes. <laughs> oh, <definitely." laughs> We worked, like on <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: we worked on the COVID vaccine. That, yeah. they, yes. that could have been who they were. I mean, yes. which have been
1: totally rad too. But uh, the, 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 the picture that I'm getting, like, I want to, like, I want to take pictures of you. Like I want to pull out my Sony, I'm not going to actually put it up, pull it out, but I, I would, I would want to do like a photo session with you guys. Cause you guys look fucking rad. So I Ooh, think the word of the day might sick. be rad. Rad. I mean, yeah. I mean, rad. If rad was in the dictionary, these two would be
4: the yes, picture. Sorry. I mean,
1: for fuck's sake. I mean, yes. for fuck's sake. So yes. yes. And music was my throwaway. I was like, all right, you know, this this seems too easy because mm-hmm. like they look like musicians. You know, they look like you know quintessential artist musicians and all that kind of stuff so I was like all right I'm gonna be wrong with the third the second one and then I try to narrow it down but like music boom still the champ bam <laughs> <laughs> God, it's not, it's not insufferable all right so I
2: figured <laughs> I, <laughs> I've, I've been bringing on a lot of uh academics um mm-hmm. and these two are so amazing they're so amazing Mm -hmm. and um, let me let me describe the way because i was thinking about it today you know before all this started and i was like you know we do this piece where we um where i have to explain how i know the two of you Mm -hmm. um and so it amazes me that i that drew you and i have known each other for 20 years now Mm -hmm. which is crazy
1: which is Mm -hmm. crazy
2: um I awesome can't. and depressing
5: all at the same
2: time. Will we say that again?
5: Is it awesome and depressing all at the same time?
2: <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're getting up there. but but it's I mean it's 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 great when you uh, and we'll we'll get into this, but it's great when you can uh when you know someone over a period of time and you see them progress within mm-hmm. what they do in in this myriad of ways, you know mm-hmm. um so all right, I'm gonna back up. The way I know Drew and Hope Mm -hmm. of the band, and I want to make sure I get this right, because Mm -hmm. there's been a change.
1: Boy Deluxe. Mm -hmm. Boy Deluxe is the band name? Look at him. Look at his eyes. Fucking great name. (laughs) God damn it. God damn it. There's nothing like a great band name. So I already like the music even though I <laughs> don't know you guys could be polka. I have polka. to like the
5: music just the name
1: that's all we <laughs> want.
5: Okay.
4: <laughs>
1: Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit
2: this is, oh, why this real, is so yeah. much fun it's great yeah. like I don't know if you guys have ever listened to the podcast before but it's just like it's like this is what it's why it's so much fun because it's always great to see how excited like what we really try to do besides like the little guessing game is like blow each other away with the people that we know that we can bring on and introduce to each other yeah um and so drew and I've known each other for uh 20 years because we were in a band together Ooh. shortly after 9 11. Oh, which band? wait wait analog transit no this is no way oh, this before is, this. this this is oh, okay. okay this is way before this okay, uh okay. We we're in a band together called rapid audio response which is still a wonderful It's a great name too well uh, done which i believe drew came up drew is really good with band names yeah
3: it's about it, yeah
2: you know, because i always write
5: them down all the time if i think of anything Mike, this could be a band. Name.
3: You never know when you're gonna
2: need it. Right, <laughs> you could ah. be in a band and then want to change your name. So, yeah, Boy Deluxe used to be called Ever So Android. Ever So no. Android, man. And then, the, yeah.
1: Yeah, right? For fuck's sake! Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, let's dig in. Let's dig in. Let's dig okay. in. So, like, how? So, how? So, you knew Drew first. How did? How did you? How do you? How do you? How do you all of you know each other. Uh, so jumping I'm. Gonna, ahead? You're jumping
2: ahead a little bit. Okay. Um. So, and I, you know, so I'll say that Drew and I were in a band together, but uh, people hear me prattle on all the time. And really, this is about Drew and Hope and what you guys are doing. So, Drew, because I don't even fully remember, I think it might have been like an online ad, but do you remember how it was we- an
5: online ad? <laughs> and I was worried about pronouncing your name right. I remember calling, dude. <laughs> I literally remember calling you. I was like, K W A K. I was like, how the fuck do I-? Do I, is it like phonetically? Like, I, I had no idea. And then I remember I lived like an hour and a half from you guys and I just started dri- I drove up to the audition and I started driving up Where was I was in Pennsylvania and he was in New York City.
2: Uh no, we're I in know. the suburbs. We're in the suburbs still then. Like I was. I was like because Gabe was up in Westchester. Gabe is another one of our friends mm. who have
1: yeah. who have been in subsequent bands. Were you
3: already working with Gabe?
2: Okay.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gabe is the analog transit guy. Or will be the analog. Is that is Jeff actually Jeff, Okay, Sorry. Yeah. lots of shout outs happening today.
2: <laughs> As we delve deep into the musical history. Um, so Drew answered this ad and he lived in Pennsylvania. He lived in he lived in Scranton. And Drew started driving from Scranton to Westchester. Oh, that's a hike. Every weekend. Oh, that's a that's a that's a commute. Yeah. To write music and to work mm-hmm. on music.
5: And then, you know what Gabe just reminded me of? What's that? Is that well, A, it was Allentown, but not oh, the Allentown, really
2: not Scranton. Allentown, Allentown. my bad. I'm mm-hmm. oh, sorry,
5: but he just reminded me how he and I would go to Boston to pick up Joe to play drums, to bring him back to New York to practice for a while we were doing that, when we were practicing at Pepe's. At was.
2: Pepe's, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we
5: would drive from Pennsylvania to Boston to get our drummer back to New York
1: to practice.
5: Where was Gabe
2: he
1: okay, in. He was like right in the middle of it all. Yeah, he was in like Westchester. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. And Joe, Joe from Dean Jean Joe. No, no, no,
2: not, 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 not yeah, the different Joe. I know. There's so many. I can't musicians. get.
1: There's Dave Joe's, so Okay, my bad. This, this, this is album. a different Joe who's okay. a drummer, Got it. Uh, who lived okay. in Boston.
2: Okay. Um, and okay. so yeah, there was that triangle route, and and all that seemed normal.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, that was really normal. Yeah, it was normal. It's like what? It's like yeah. I
1: remember. Um, and so, remind me, this is what, 90s then? This was.
2: What did it say within the past? After It was after 9 11. It wasn't after that far removed from. Okay. 9/11. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. So, you like, know. you know, five years ago, got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like 87, 88. <laughs> right. 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 And, and so, the, 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 the ad that you, Kwaku, put it out, right? I probably, if it had, I mean, if it
2: had my name and number in it, then it probably. Right. And
1: so you were looking for somebody to write, to sing. What was the impetus Uh, for
2: that? I I think at that point in my life, my whole thing was like, it was all about putting together bands, putting together bands and
1: going to play shows.
2: Like I didn't really see much further past that. Okay. And so um, uh, my buddy Gabe played bass. And I think at the time we might've had a drummer. I don't know. I don't remember Drew, if you came in and we had a drummer or not.
5: I don't think you did because I, I very
2: distinctly remember
5: going to that practice space near somewhere near Gabe's house. Yeah. You guys played you, you played Bliss, like you played these couple songs that I still remember. Like that and I was like, damn, you gotta have something together. So I just made the commitment to start driving all the time. And he
2: also so, found yeah. the drummer in Boston and was because like, he played with him. But that was my old drummer. Yeah. I played with
1: him. Yeah. Okay. So like, I love the details of these kinds of things. So <laughs> if this is, you know, sometime after 9-11, was it like a, a newspaper that you had that you, like a classified? It wasn't, it wasn't
5: Craigslist. It was like, oh, but it was like, like that. It was yeah. online. It was like, um, Harmony Central. Harmony maybe Central. Something. Oh, yes. Okay. Some yeah, kind of online,
1: there, right? some kind of online thing for musicians. And then exactly. yeah. What was it about Kwaku's ad or whatever that made you want to drive from uh, Allentown all the way up to Westchester? I
5: think I've been trying to start or find projects in Pennsylvania for literally a year or Mm. two. And Mm. covers at the time were so big. It was just the cover bands making. We and actually, Ruck and I played a couple of shows with these bands that were making like $100,000 a year just doing covers. Yeah. Remember that one? I don't even remember had the giant, like half a million dollar lighting rig and yes. stuff. Like, yes. yeah, it was, it was like a, a cover band. So anyway, that's all I could find. So I started with in New York, but I had a lot of friends in the city. And I just ended up, I don't know, just stumble across the app. I didn't really know what I was getting into at all. I just knew. Yeah to do like some kind of rock music
1: <laughs> okay so yeah it, it was just nondescript then it was just like uh mm-hmm. hey we're i'm kwaku or whoever it was um yeah. i'm just trying to get a band together I, I find that fascinating just because i i didn't grow up. i love music and as kwaku knows i play a little guitar and all that stuff but like i always want to know how band start and it's always like yes the edge just walked in when we were going to high school and we got jamming uh, together and it was like this thing and then suddenly you become u2 or you the stones or whoever it is or it's like some manufactured thing where right. you know the a and r people put together a boy band or something so thing you know and and i guess clearly whatever the music or whatever the the art was that you guys were creating it was enough for you to keep coming and commuting back and forth from Pennsylvania that's very yeah. okay. shockingly because <laughs> yeah. i think the first
2: time we all played together with joe the drummer there was this and this ties into the other joe that you know joe magestro yes. there was this um this studio slash farm that is in upstate New York where you know they had this huge barn where we you know bands would play and record albums and stuff and so it was we, a ski lodge was it a ski lodge initially it was a ski lodge yeah it like it used to be a ski lodge and it was like this it was the ranch right it was, was, the, ranch. was, yeah, it was the ranch yeah. yeah and so it's a pretty we, amazing place actually it was powerful a yeah. lot lot of vibes there yeah. yeah oddly enough and so we had this weekend where we booked it we we're gonna play blah 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 and I lost my voice and so we're like trying to muddle like we're trying to muddle through these songs and it's like and it happens every i hope i'm sure you can relate to it It happens every once in a while where your voice just goes Mm -hmm. and it's only rest that's going to bring it back but there was no time for rest and so this first weekend where we all get together and we'd have these like long rehearsals where we just play for hours sometimes not even songs but just like just ideas Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's like we had a couple of songs, but I couldn't really sing anything. It was very frustrating to me, but mm-hmm. apparently to, you know, I guess to Drew and Joe, they're like, all right, well, this is good enough, I guess, to do this commute for a little while. Um, right. It was probably mostly game because everybody loves game.
1: Um, and when you say you lost your voice, you you physically couldn't sing or was it like really raspy or just you it couldn't was, hit notes?
2: I couldn't hit notes. Like, okay. I, you know, it's like it was coming in and out, you know, but okay. I was but it's not just, in a cool way that no, 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 not in a cool way. Okay, though. got it. Yeah, god awful. Got it. You know. Um, so yeah, and and then and then that's that was the beginning of the the process where we were playing a lot and um, and we were you know we were men of our uh, of our twenties where you couldn't tell us nothing and we were always right even with each yeah, other, especially we, you and I. We were always you right. we and I were, were most right. right the most. You you would fight? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, wow. It wasn't like Robinson Brothers, like we were throwing fists at each other or anything like that. Or like Oasis. Yeah, but we would just constantly go at it. But then... It was great because all that anger or frustration or disagreement, and now that I'm older, I've realized you actually want to be with people that you don't see things with eye to eye, because Mm -hmm. that's where the most amazing stuff comes from. Mm -hmm. Because in the compromises that you're making, you find this middle ground you would never see on your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is what, um, that was basically where Drew and I were where he'd be like, you always write these ch- song changes, and I'd be like, "Whoa, this isn't uh, whatever, this, you know, what's wh- why is this, what's up with all these riffs, and blah, 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 and I want to change that key because the melody, because everything's so precious when you're right. this age, and it's just like every right. song that you write is so amazing. Right. And, you know.
5: One thing I'd say is I had absolute disregard for like the thing I've learned to do with Hope is like I'll write in keys that are better for her, you know what I mean? Like those are things that just didn't, never even occurred to me So I got a little older and a little wiser, you know, like writing was such a selfish endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm It was like, it was just for, I wrote for me and then a band was a consequence of that, you know? And, and I think that's where Kwaku and I butt heads a lot. And he was young and you had, you know what I mean? Had your own, whatever. But I still, I look back and be like, I could have been way more open-minded about stuff.
2: Oh, I did the exact (laughs) same thing that he's just describing. I'd be like, no, but this is, this is where I feel comfortable singing. And this is what I want to say.
5: <laughs> you know, oh, okay. it's wild, but I like, learned a lot. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm—I'd I, assume you were the same way, but I learned so much from that that like helped me make this project good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I took a music and this and that, but I—I I joke. I used to tell this story to Hope all the time because there was like there was this one time. It was like sort of this changing moment for me as a musician, and it was it was pretty early on, and we were writing constantly right we would just go we would play for like six hours a day just write be like, be like i have this loop and i have this idea and this and that and she would what sing and, yeah and then we would just write all the time and go stuff and then i remember the one day it was mostly it was her that band was her first project so it was mostly me coming up with the ideas you know mm-hmm. what i mean and so i'm doing this and then i remember the one day she said to me she was like it was the first time she interjected about a song she was like I mean, not her parts, but, like, my part. And she was sort of like, hey, what about, what if you take the guitar part and then you do something like this, right? And in my head, I was like, what if you play guitar for fucking 20 years and then you tell me how to do my... That's That's like, that (laughs) was my brain, like, swear to God. Uh Yeah, that was literally my brain was like, hey. And it was, like, me, it was just me and Waku, God knows how many years ago. Like, it was. I was just back in that situation again. Yeah, but but then I was just like, what? I was like, where's that got me? You know what I mean? It didn't get me anywhere. It just got, it stifled me. And then that, and I think that's the wildest thing about creativity is kind of going off something you were saying before, but opening that up and letting her into that world and trusting someone else's input Mm -hmm. has made us literally the artist here. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like overnight. I mean, we've written 500 songs and threw 480 of them out, you know, Mm -hmm. just like this Mm -hmm. isn't right. That trying to find the voice of what, these two people can make together. Mm-hmm. But that I, I literally remember it was like a defining moment for me as like an artist. It was like, why don't you just let someone else into it? Why right. does that have to be like all you all well, the time? It's intimacy, like, right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And it, I kind of I can't help but think about two young men trying to learn how to be intimate together. Like that's mm-hmm. complicated and it's not exactly mm-hmm.
4: um,
3: easily accessible in our society. You oh, know, yeah. what I mean? And yeah. How it's really beautiful that you guys come full circle and can talk about these things and acknowledge things and you know, like you're saying, even take what you learned and open it up in a different way. You know, so, part of me wonders too, if, like because because I I don't know because I was a female was that part yeah, of the I mean, reason why it helped? Like practice yeah. and some of it? Mm. I don't. Know. It's I think you're everything. But do, my point point is, it's like music. Creativity and creating with its intimacy and relationships and navigating that whole
1: thing. Yeah, that's a fantastic way to look at it because the two things that I think of—or if—if it is even two—is in in those let's call them rough times or those times where you're kind of rubbing up negatively against each other because you're sort of um, holding on to your brilliant ideas together. And I don't mean that—I um, uh, don't mean that uh, viciously. But is that that sort of, that um, sort of nascent period that you kind of need to then be able to like open up, right? Like, could could that have just happened, if if you and Kwaku just got along like gangbusters and and it doesn't seem like you didn't, right? But like, if you didn't have those times to sort of butt heads or even between you and Hope, um, would you have gotten to the levels that you've gotten now that I'm assuming that you've gotten to, you know what I mean? Is there a is there a piece where you need that or is it just we should all because I, I think we should all be collaborators, and I think we should all enter a room and not make everything so precious as an actor, I know that I can be like that and i'm just like. These are fucking words somebody else wrote let's 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 figure it all out together I can't do this by myself, neither can you guys be in a band by yourself right so like that collaboration is maybe what it is, but i'm not sure. I would agree with that. I, for me, it was maturity.
5: Like, I just needed to grow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, my my interactions with Papu and the just the whole process of creation and stuff were that echoed through my whole life mm-hmm. was about sort of selfishness. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, the way I was in relationships, like, I did lots of drugs at the time, weren't mm-hmm. prior. So it was just sort of wrapped up. It, it wasn't until later that I sort of, and I totally agree with you about the collaborative nature of things. I think hope, and, and some people around us sometimes think I'm too... true No, I'm Roo-y. too, like, yeah, well, that's, defi- that's definitely true, but mm. that I'm too, like, I don't trust my instincts enough because now I'm, like, just only about collaboration. Uh, like, I'll be like, well, what do you think of this? And, like, could this be better? And, and I trust sort of anyone's input a little... This year I've gotten better trusting myself, but there was a long period of this. You
3: went so far.
2: In the other the direction, years. yeah. Exactly. It's selfish
3: yeah. that. And he went too far, and so now it's like he's having. It's been really amazing um, watching him start to trust himself again.
1: Oh wow! Oh, that's beautiful.
3: It's been really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. When and- I when I when I met Drew, he had he had given up quote unquote on music. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't playing music. Mm-hmm. He was, I don't know, just finding his way in the world, and it's like it wasn't music, and. The reason we met is because I worked in it, mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: yes yeah in his wife would come in and, ex-wife uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about that later Um, yeah. but we just started talking
4: mm-hmm.
3: and there wasn't anything like he was just this interesting customer who came in and we he was like this artsy tattooed guy from you know outside of Philly and I was just this I don't know, just white Seattle girl, you mm. know? And uh, anyways, we just had good conversations. It was really good. Because we were so different.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: we had these different places that, why would we uh, have chemistry? Like, artistically. Yeah, we have
5: wild chemistry. And I, had never, out what it was. I had
3: never been in a band before. I knew that I wanted to play music. I knew that I loved music. And then it, it was very serendipitous. and through that, my point in saying all this is like, we kind of met at this very pinnacle moment for each person as an individual. And like I said, Drew had given up, he wasn't doing that anymore. And then, so playing music with him over the years, with circling background, it's been really incredible watching this path of self discovery in, in him and having this, this experience be mirrored in another person. Mm. Does all this make sense?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Very, absolutely. Yeah, we, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: So, so it's it, it's cool being here and talking to Kuwaku now and all these other things and looking, reflecting back on who it was, and hearing about this other life, like this completely other person. Like I'm very thankful mm. that I have the Drew today that I have because mm. back in the day, you were kind of a monster. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right well b- before we before we just completely beat up on drew for the first twenty minutes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say that uh the intimacy point also that you brought up it was a hundred is a hundred percent right and yeah. it's like it took me years to figure out it's not that people whatever can become better musicians but they can't become necessarily better people and if you mm-hmm. don't have that trust to be vulnerable in front of them because yes. so much and i'm sure hope can talk this more so much of singing and writing songs like lyrically and emoting while you're performing them has to do with trust with the person who's standing next to you. And mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you have that, like they'll, they will have your back no matter what you do, you fall down, you, you, you spit on yourself, whatever.
3: It goosebumps. Yeah. You
2: know, right. It, it's all, mm-hmm. it's all part of the thing and we're part of this gang. Mm-hmm. And as much as Drew and I might've butted heads. Um,
3: trusted what's that? You must've trusted each other.
2: We we did. I mean, we had immense respect for each other. Not that this is about Drew and, uh, and our relationship or whatever. And what I learned from Drew, one was when I le- I let go, which was hard for me. When mm-hmm. I let go and let and and Drew took, s- and was like, all right, cool. Well then you you know you finish this. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, I'd be like, oh my god, that was so much better than I, what I would have come up with. Right. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. But um, you gotta be a
1: man and be like, you can't admit it. Like, yeah, you know, those. those no, so, yeah, that was cool. But you know, it's song. But this other song, I need you to do this, (laughs) you know,
2: Um, and and like some of the most amazing things that I either did vocally or lyrically came as a result of things or conversations that I had with Drew. Hmm.
3: Actually, I'm like, this is so beautiful talking to you about this because you are the only other person I can really talk to about writing with drew you
5: mm. so guys should do a separate <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes.
5: <laughs> just called so writing with drew yeah.
3: Yeah, no, you're right i get it uh-huh. I'm, i have my ways no it. but i can i i kawako i relate so much to what you're saying i'm like getting excited because it's like you have to i have to trust him and i have to so often i'll be working on a song and then i'll be alone in the studio working on it and then i reach a point and i'm like i don't fucking know what to do mm. drew come in here like right. i'm stuck and then mm. he has to pick up where i left off and dude that's when we write the best stuff mm. it's like best things come when we're picking up where the other leaves off like this is so horny and i whatever but like but it's it is kind of like this yang, yin. Mm-hmm. you know like i do what he can that's what I do. Yeah. And it has to be this, you know what I mean? Symbiosis, I guess. And it's it's really interesting. And you have to have trust. And like I don't the re- being in a band with somebody is like so intense. And I'm sure any kind of collaborative art, like acting, is like that too, where you keep trust, like you have to trust them and have to know that they're gonna have back. Like mm-hmm. literally that you can fall on your ass, or how many times I've just created just forgotten my part and like come in at the wrong time yeah. mm-hmm. whatever life and he he always has my back never he'll drew so loyal on stage that he'll take the call he'll be mm-hmm. like oh i fucked up when it's me right
5: i've done that a, so, so a many times because time. <laughs> so like we played a track so the tracks are what they are you know what i mean we're doing live <laughs> implementation too but so there's tracks but sometimes they're just coming at the wrong oh, yeah. time. Right. and i'll just stop it and be like computer problems my fault so but nice i know but now everyone knows so i can't <laughs> <laughs> the one thing i do want to say though that's really i think it took me a really long time to learn. this is sort of like instrumentalist versus singers if you're if if you guys if we're all working on something and you're like and i play guitar if you're like i kind of like it but what if it was more like this i'm like okay well what about this i can just throw stuff out or like keyboard parts or whatever and I'm not really attached to it you know what I mean there's yeah. it, there's a huge difference between coming out of your mouth like mm-hmm. saying words or singing even before you have like lyrics that might be personal to you it's such a personal thing so I would be like well just try this or just try this not, because it, to me it's like a guitar in my head right. I'm just like mm-hmm. out another riff but it's not the same thing at all Mm-hmm. and I, that took me a really really long time to sort of understand because even when i sing if i'm singing back up i'll just be like what about this or what about because i don't i don't sing like you guys think you it's know what i mean thing it's thing like it's just an instrument because I, I i don't have that attachment to it.
3: but to that point you're kind of circling around for a couple was talking about not friction but mm, i don't know that push and pull a little bit Tension. because like yeah dude he makes me super uncomfortable like but like, artistically you yeah. know what I mean I'm sorry that came out weird but like
1: <laughs> we, we need a safe word safe word
3: cucumber um no but he artistically he gets me outside of my box all the time and I can't tell you how many times I've just been like uh I don't know about that just trust, trust. you yeah. know and, and that's where our better things come from uh but at the same point, what Drew was saying is I've had to learn how to not be so serious about it, too, about right. singing and lyrics. It's like, yeah, it's personal, but it also doesn't mean any. It's just a song,
1: it's, you know? Yeah, it, it sounds like, and this is something that I've been um, working on it myself, it's like the removal of your ego, right? It's, you know... 100% it's at the same time it's personal and it's precious and at the same time it's not, right? It's not about you, it's not about me on stage, right? So like if I'm going through the emotion of whatever it is and I feel like I have a great performance or whatever and I'm in my head, but I've had my back to the audience for the whole time and they haven't been able to enjoy it, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter how I feel, it really matters what the communication I'm giving to the audience and- the trust, like leaving your ego alone, then you start to trust your, your either your band members or your acting partners or the person who's behind the camera, right? Because it's, it's such a collaboration. And I've always found that the times where you don't have your ego and you're just like, I think each one of you have said, um, you just sort of let it go is the time like happy accidents happen, right? It's like when you're you're holding on so hard, right? And you don't want to make a mistake, that's when it's not as good. But when it's like loose and girl, I got you, I got you, I know you fucked up, or like me, you know, that's not the key, but we can change it. You know what I mean? Like that's when like the happy accidents happen. And it's almost like if we would just leave ourselves alone as people, like like trust ourselves, much less trust each other, right? Like the first, I think trust comes like, I'm good. I've been, you know, I'm sure you guys have been singing for a whole bunch of time. So like, you're good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you can sing, you can play the piano, you can play the guitar, leave yourself alone and then see where you can go now with this new combination that will never occur anywhere else on the earth because there's only one Drew and there's only one hope and there's only one Kwaku, right? Which is beautiful. The thing I'm realizing is I don't know what this band's name is. Oh no, I said it earlier, but you yeah, missed I, it. I missed it. What is it? Boy Deluxe. Oh God, of course no. I I already I already went through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because sorry, that was my dumbass mistake. No, because but we also said like three other band names we, And then I realized I was like. The, and oh, is this
3: right.
1: is this a two piece band or is there, are there more people in the band or is it you two? We're,
3: we write. It's just us. Okay. But we
1: write. But we have a full band.
3: Life.
1: Oh okay. And and what kind of music? Oh, that's like the kiss of death right there. See, yeah, I know, see
2: how I they know, look I, in their I, face yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh god, no, I need to describe know, this. Know, okay. All right. Well, Sorry. can I can I start you guys off and you can correct me? Please. Would that be easier? Oh, wait, um what is the name of that band that Karen O is in? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah, yeah. thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. It's an element of Yeah, yeah, yes mm-hmm. But and there's also there's been like a progression in what they and like their sound and, okay. and their like and their style mm-hmm. of music and stuff. But I would say it's an element of that. Um, it's an element of um, oh man, I can't remember. I, I, and I'm, I'm, this is how I know I'm getting old. It's this group. It's a three-piece. It's a woman, and it's kind of electronica. And the girl's like really cute. What is the name of that group? You guys know who I'm talking about? <laughs> They're British. They're human faces. Oh, oh, oh she's, she got ears. The, the cardigans. she's got the ears. Cardigans. Yeah. No, not cardigans. the cardigans. No, oh, no. but it, no, it's like it's like a little electronica, a little yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then. Yeah. Um, I would say even within the newer stuff, I'm and this uh, this is, I'm expecting them to roll their eyes. I'm hearing a lot of Billie Eilish uh, mm-hmm. within some of the newer stuff that they're doing as well. Okay. Um, I don't, but I because I can relate to them. I hate answering that question. If someone's like, "What kind of music do you make?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I, it's just it's kind of like a weird alt pop, you know.
5: Mm-hmm. Her manager calls it laptop
3: funk. That's what he calls it. Yeah. What
2: is <laughs> yeah. laptop funk? Laptop punk. Laptop punk. Laptop yes. Punk. Oh yes. Got it. Definite punk element too.
1: I don't know if yeah. you, that that came through. The, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious. But it, 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 I'm sorry. But it, you you said hope something really interesting that I wanted to just maybe go back to a little bit where you guys met at the place that you guys worked. What what mm-hmm. was? Do you remember where, she, where where she worked? Uh, it, you said it was a it was a bar or something, right? Or
3: it was a cafe, it, it was a, cafe. a French
1: bakery. And where was that?
3: Uh, it was in Seattle, okay. Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this doesn't exist anymore, but there was this uh, freeway called the Ida. They mm-hmm. recently, like, and it runs from downtown just to a whole other part. Of this. But anyways, so I was working at the French pastry shop. It was the second location for, um, you know this company, and it was underneath the viaduct, pretty much like halfway between Pioneer Square for which uh-huh. is some of the oldest parts and downtown. And it it's like nobody would come in, but like the pastries were dang, they were so good. And <laughs> he would come in, and he would be like, hey, "Can I get spot? I Got you, and. You're like, no, no, no. Could I have one up front. <laughs> like he was that customer. And I was right. like, all right, yeah, sure. I think I was still too young to be annoyed by that question as a customer service person. I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh yeah, I don't know. And nobody was in there. And so he would come in and like the dog and
5: we just would talk. It was so just i think we both kind of really needed someone to talk to yeah so i guess of people around us we just needed someone to talk to so yeah we just kind of told each other all kinds of fucked up shit that probably don't talk to people about in the first couple of weeks of knowing that. yeah but it was
3: also under this context of like i'm sure you guys have like your coffee girlfriends right like mm-hmm. you go to your coffee shop yep. and like you got your you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're the and you talk to them, learn a little. It's like nothing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just that. I was like, I was just the barista, and nobody was in there. And would talk, and it was like, he was just this super cool. Place was empty, like regular. all the time. Regular, yeah. yeah. And then I, we started having like really interesting conversations. They were getting like more and more interesting. And you guys know, like just any kind of chemistry, any fun. Like when you actually vibe with, yeah. When you talk about that weird spacey shit that's in your
1: yeah. brain and somebody's like no i know exactly what
3: you're talking about oh, i didn't feel
5: cool. so involved yeah mm. random and dude it wasn't about music though no, Oh, yeah, that's was. What
1: my, that was what my question was gonna be like when did you guys connect musically too like it sounds like like a, a, a great friendship you know exactly. between strangers popped up and then when did one of you say oh I, hey i sing and the other one went hey i, I don't I'm a,
5: yeah, I don't mean to make it weird or anything, but like for real, there was this like month or two where I was, why do I want to hang out with this person? Like I had mm-hmm. no idea. I'm like, but I want to go hang out with Oak. And like for yeah. an just the best fucking like six hours go by and be, like, like, it feel like ten minutes. Like just like hanging out, laughing, yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. being like, in front of each other and super vulnerable, but it was never like feeling vulnerable, you mm-hmm. know, just like right out the gate. So so it was like that. We were hanging out. And one day she was like, Hey, can I play you this song I wrote? And I was like, I didn't even know you sang, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I literally had no idea she sang it. And not to exaggerate, and I feel this great help, but not to exaggerate, like 15 seconds in, I was like, she was like one of the best singers ever. Wow. I was just like, what the fuck, dude? And I was like, give me that guitar, teach me the part. And then so we, great. yeah, and then we just started writing, writing, writing.
3: We had it talked crazy. about music, and I yeah. knew that he had played music, and like, I get up on it, mm-hmm. you know? And I
5: didn't like actively give up. No, but,
3: but you know what I'm saying. Oh like, and so we knew, I knew that he had a history with music, and like I had probably talked about, we had vibed already on music and like gone back and forth about our favorite band. So it's like already established. Like, I like music. I was really into it. He was really into it. And then I guess I played it for that song for him. I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's already said, and like, on of into you or whatever this is, like I just feel like I should sing you this song. And I was really bad at playing and so like
5: she was so nervous I was sitting on this chair, she sat India fell facing away from me. Oh
1: wow played acoustic.
5: This is a girl like that crowd serves now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> sat facing away from me. Chris Cross Apple
3: Yeah. And, like, 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 yeah. And, uh, those bananas. So then that happened and then it was like Pandora's box was open. And she oh. pulled out these songs that he kind of had been working on for the years slowly. i have never written music before, so like he said, kind of led the uh, charge with that stuff. And uh, not for long. Not for long, but it mm-hmm. was just, anyways, and then it just became this like obsession. It was just
5: wanted to write music. And we would find old papers with like song lists on them, a- and it'd be like 40 songs that we haven't played, we and like, like we just didn't even remember. Like we just oh, write.
2: Wow. Yeah. to put this in context too drew is easily the most prolific songwriter i've ever worked with mm. like, you know i thought it was just in this bubble of like oh he's coming up for the weekend so it's natural mm-hmm. that someone comes up for the weekend and you leave of six to eight ideas that yeah. could easily be songs but then you'd call him during the week he's like yeah i came up with these three or four things today Uh, what do you think like this is right. Drew. like he right. constantly has 15 mm. things you know yeah. i don't know about you hope but i'd be like i can't this is so <laughs>
3: validating, yeah. Yes. I'm getting sweaty over here, yeah, man! <laughs> it's like the same, dude. So ah, because I would
4: <laughs> I, I would
3: get I would come into the practice space, and here's what he does is he would take at first what we were doing and we were like five, minutes. he would take his guitar, and he had like his bolt pedals like back and everything, and he would straight up make the weirdest sound he could. weirdest sound he could and then he would make like (laughs) five songs you know what i mean and now it's the same thing we just live together like in the back room he's back there it's more sophisticated now but it's more or less the same thing i just feel like i you know i i do some like work from home stuff side hustle and i just hear him back there just while i'm out here on my computer he's in the back and it's like i hear him making these ideas over and over and over again you know, three in like an afternoon, and he's like, eh, I
4: don't
3: know. Yeah. Like I go back there, and it's just like peering into a, his brain, mm. you know, bits and pieces. But absolutely, it's constant. It doesn't stop, and it's really beautiful. And I have my own thing. I can't like compare myself to him because I'm around him all the time. This is like my music partner, but it's, and I, I know I'm, I. Tease him and things like that, you know. But it, it really is.
5: There's in the thing about fruit, there's nobody else.
1: Yep. There's and no what? Really, I didn't hear that. Nobody else I, like him.
5: Never been an interview we've done with this much talk about me. Ever. No, because it's,
3: weird. it's like <laughs> it is weird. No, it's, it's weird. but it's yeah. like it's really cool talking to Kawaku about this because it's like because people don't know. It, it's funny because it's like you talk to him, and he's so chill, like down to earth and chatty and whatever. But it's like the things that he makes are incredible. And it's constant.
2: He's thinking you know? of seven songs right now.
5: Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you know what I was thinking about? I was, you was talking about acting before, and I was wondering, because you're talking about being prolific and stuff like that. I, I think a big part of detachment for me from it and being able to write a lot is, I've just gotten to this place where I don't take possession of it anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm a channel for it. Like it just comes through. And sometimes it's great. And she knows, I say this all the time. I'll be like, well, I wrote all the good shit. I'm gonna write bad songs for because I'm just like I'm gonna write every day, but right. I just I fully accept they're gonna be garbage unless I just get like super lucky. right? But I wonder if it's ever like that with acting. Is it ever like where it's not even about your ego? You're just like channeling, like you're just
3: in the zone.
5: Yeah, like because with music it can be very organic, right? Where you're yeah. just like you're not there at all,
3: intangible in this way. You know, some song idea. But what is that like in
1: acting? Yeah, it's um, it's something that I've I've I think I've experienced before where you know, I can be handed something that's been written, um, you know, a player piece of uh, a scene, and I can look at the character and immediately get what I'm gonna do with it. And it's like, I I don't need to really work on memorizing the lines or thinking about anything. It just falls out of my mouth, as opposed to other things where I'm like, I don't even know where to start with this and it's hard and it feels like work. So there's definitely things that just flow out of me for whatever reason, it's not even anything that uh, somebody who knows me well like Kwaku would think that it would be something that I connect with. So there's like some weird alchemy about like the, the written word and what that character may or may not want. Um, and it's really a range of different kinds of characters. So it's not like a type or anything as simplistic as that. And it just feels right. Or there's, I haven't acted on stage in a long time. But there's times where I'm on stage where I'm just like, it, it, I, I liken it to when I watch, you know, great um, athletes and team sports who have that court vision. It's almost like that person just sees the entire board and, can, and realizes in this part that is, you know, uh, structured around this written word, I can do anything. Like I can literally do anything. Whereas other things are just like, man, this is hard. I'm just, it feels like a technical job. And it feels like that's what you guys have found between each other and and what you do. What, what I'm, um, the next question I have for you two, I guess, individual, but we, we've been talking about Drew for a little while, like, where did that come from? Like, where did you discover music for yourself? And, and and what I'm hearing is you're a writer and you also play instruments, but like, what was that like when you when you were a kid? Where did that come from for you? And then I want to ask the same of hope.
5: Uh, well, I grew up playing trumpet. And I, it wasn't wow. like forced down my throat or anything, but my parents were very like adamant. I had a, was like pretty renowned in my area, trumpet teacher, and I I excelled at it really quickly. And and I loved music, and I loved listening to music, but there was always this disconnect from playing trumpet. And then, like I was listening to like punk bands, like Miners Bread and stuff. You know what I mean? Right, but I was right. like. like trumpet and this like jazz trio you know, at school and the class and the band and, school and all this stuff. And they, like I said, there was, I knew I enjoyed it, but I didn't I always felt super nervous like whenever we mm. had performances performance and stuff like that. And then as I got a little older, like a friend taught me guitar and I remember the very first time I played guitar on stage, I just wasn't nervous at all. I was wow. like, that's weird, right? Mm. I was like, what mm. is that? And I realized and a lot of it's probably being a 13-year-old boy, 14-year-old boy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like now, like when I was like 20, I was like, I should have played trumpet the whole time. I just dope as hell, right? But like right. when you're 13, you who know, the fuck wants to play trumpet? So, <laughs> so I think it was that. And then it just became an outlet eventually. Like, I I remember very specifically, like, my friend taught me to play guitar. He taught me this like blues riff. And I played till like my fingers, but that first night, and then I started writing. I, I was just like, what if I did this? What if I did that? And I just wrote. And I've always just written, written, written. Because, and she'll tell you like i don't actually until this year i don't think i knew a cover song mm. the only reason i know one now is because we had to do some like live stream but prior to that i just never really i never saw the point but the problem is is like i think there's people that understand a lot more about music and maybe they grew up like they learned all these beatles songs and stuff like that where i have no reference Right. I'm like what would a great writer do right here and I'm like I don't know because I don't fucking know any of these songs right yeah. so it's, it's <laughs> cool the it original right like yeah. because, because I'm just pulling from myself all the time but
3: he's easily the most original I, I,
1: I cannot wait to hear any of this music like I'm chomping at the bit right now because it just sounds rad as fuck wow and I have it's a what... lot of it I have the old stuff yeah. oh I'm, I'm their I'm old be... stuff yeah, I'm gonna be calling I, you. I have some and, of the news. Guys stuff. have shit on vinyl. I, uh, you know that I'm I'm your man. Just send okay. it to. We're not there yet. Not there, not there yet, yet. But
3: maybe this year.
1: Yeah. And just one more question for Drew, and then I want this the the same for Hope. Is so when you were 13, you wrote that song. Had you written anything else? Not necessarily music. Was there? Were you? Um, did you write short stories, or was it just something that like it just burst into your
5: I I definitely was like writing. I was just artsy. You know what I mean? The weird thing about me, I think is like like where I grew up was kind of shitty. And so my parents sent me away to like school. Like a boarding school, right? Yeah. First school was kind of whatever. I left there because of weird reasons, but like, it's not anything dramatic. Like I had really bad sinusitis that almost killed me. And the doctor, the nurse there didn't do anything about it. My parents fell pissed off at the school. So then they sent me to the second school and the second school was like this super bougie fucking so Trump's kid went there kind oh. of, oh, like God. literally. Yeah. yeah, like just crazy, like, and my, my parents weren't wealthy at all. They took out like massive loans to like put me in the school and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, the thing that kind of sums that all up is that I got thrown out of that school for selling an acid-like substance, <laughs> which was mescaline, right? Yeah. But like, that was kind of that was kind Thank of my you, experience. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? I was like, people liked me, but I was just artsy as hell. I was yeah. like, let's do drugs and write music and write fucking poems and fuck each other. Just like, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to do all that. And I, and I think, like, she knows this, I, I mean, Joaquin knows I had like a, a pretty big drug problem, like right before I met, him, mostly and then. But it was, for me, it was always about like exploration. I was always just exploring. Mm-hmm. What happens if I take it into ASS or what happens if I fucking do this, this, to this? I think hmm. writing as I grew older, writing music became the thing that was like got it the safe way to do all those things where nice. I can just explore the universe and like, you know, like you know, using different sounds or different instruments. Yeah, I would just
2: I would add on I'm, to this. I think writing stuff with, with Drew in a way, it's almost like taking an algebra class. Where you're like, wait a minute, that's how you solve that equation? Mm. Um, yes. Because he has like a really modular approach, mm-hmm. but his logic, although it's not the way I would attack something, makes sense. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you want to move this around? And this and this should be played three times here, and this that's why this should be the verse. Mm-hmm. Like he has this way of talking through his process, mm-hmm. and it that's why I liken it. And I mean, because music is math, but mm-hmm. it's like the way he's moving around sections. And mm-hmm. and notes and stuff, you're like, oh, okay, I understand how you're getting to that answer at the end, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. the feeling that you get from the song. Right, right.
3: So your point, um music is math and it's emotion.
2: Yeah, right.
3: And that's kind of him in yeah, a man. nutshell. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's very logical, like even on a personal level. Oh, I'm way more on the emotional. Um, logic side, you know what I mean? Like, I'll think by emotion, but you'll be like, Bro, what are you doing? Like, A, B, and C, and I'm like, Oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know, he like yeah. breaks it down and gives me logic, mm-hmm. but then on the other hand, he's like very emotional, very like emotionally intelligent. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like if you think that somebody can either be one or the other, it's a hybrid, it's mm-hmm. And um, it's just, it's, it, it, I get excited to talk about this because it's kind of like this strange job of Yeah. You know, people see him and they have this idea of what Drew is. But and he isn't a ham. So he's not he is in his own way, but he's not that kind of person who's gonna stand up and be like, hey everybody, mm-hmm. this is what I think, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Like behind closed doors, he'll be like that, but he's not gonna go. <laughs> you know
2: what I'm saying? Behind closed doors, yeah. you will get a lot. This is really the Drew episode. I love how uncomfortable you are. Oh, no, right for real, I love I you how so uncomfortable He's super war.
3: interesting. No Here's the thing
2: too, because Drew constantly pushes hope to the front. He's like, yeah. he's really the star, and I'm here to support her. And so yeah, I know yeah. this is driving okay. him crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the 20-year-old version <laughs> of me. Is
5: I'll set herself. my shit up on stage and she'll pull it up to the first. <laughs> <laughs> play
3: behind
1: the curtain. He would. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! I'm sorry, Altar. You had a question? No, no, no. Now I'm gonna about to uh, ask Hope the same question, right? <laughs> I'm gonna put it on Hope um, because what I love, or or what I'm anticipating, um, just because of this. Some of the things you said were. It feels like you fell into music, right? You were like, it it doesn't it doesn't feel like you went through what I know of kwaku's journey musically uh, and now what I'm learning of drew's um um journey. but it it feels like you know singers are but some people who i find fascinating because i think of kwaku's heard me say it before where like music is the only magic i really believe in that's the only thing that i'm like maybe that's magic because we we hear these pitches that repeat over you know octaves and stuff like that and why do we hear that and why do we hear rhythms in in this and somebody who can sing to me is like, you know, really sing is like something magical. And usually singers, the, the ones that I know are the ones who are like, yeah, I just started singing and I'm like, but wait, 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 wait. So like, how did, how did that happen? Like, so you presented it this way, you said, well, you know, I was, I kind of sing, and then I, I kind of came up to drew and I was like, Hey, do you want to hear a song? Is that something you had been doing or is it like a hobby for, for you? Or how did that come about for you?
3: Um, uh, I was new, when I met Drew, I was very new to songwriting. I had mm. only ever written one song. And, mm. Oh, wrote that? Oh, yeah, that's right. In a fourth grade, I wrote another song, which I uh-huh. think I have the recording of. But oh, wow. Um, yeah, I found it when I was on the Top. But, uh, so that was songwriting. Songwriting is something new for me. Yeah. And the irony of that, or the serendipity, I just said to myself before I met him. I was like, you know, I really want to learn more about, I want to write a song. I really want to learn more about writing a song. Mm -hmm. And I was like, before I was like, yeah, bitch, here you go. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Here's this
3: guy. (laughs) Um, But in regards to singing, uh, I grew up very Christian, very evangelical Christian, Mm -hmm. um, the youngest of three. Uh, And while I think everybody feels like the outsider of their family, I was definitely than my siblings, mm-hmm. a paler, I have, I had asthma growing up, like, wear glasses, like, mm-hmm. didn't want to party, I wasn't social in the same ways as they were,
4: mm-hmm.
3: just a little different. And so, growing up, my sister was a singer, and I actually mm-hmm. learned a lot about singing through her, and just going to church, it's just, like, and, like, it wasn't, like, a cool, fun church, right. it was, like, bunch of swedish people
1: norwegians
3: uh-huh. so they get
2: down, they get down. <laughs> they're known for getting down you do not want to miss the 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 hymnals the, the yeah. yeah. in yeah. that hilarious. church yeah. um,
3: cheryl she'll blow it out of the water
2: you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no she's got pipes man yeah, Dude, that
3: was the diva soprano uh from our like you know, little Norwegian Swedish church. Her name was Cheryl and she was the whole thing. No joke,
2: I have her mixtape and it's fire.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. I was just young. The youngest of my family, weird. My sister was the singer. She would like lead worship and shit Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. You just kind of sing and it's not really a thing. Like, you know, 60 of you in the room all facing one direction, just you know, working it out and Mm -hmm. uh.
5: Can I can I interject though and say like this whole time like all through her teens and stuff though I think she's like singing along for like Erica Badu note for note and Lauren Hill mm-hmm. note for her, all these things and she's just singing those like like most people can't just do that the yeah. way she could you know but yeah. and she really <laughs> took it for granted I mean like those little arias and stuff they put at the end of note. That's what like kind of blew me away. Which, like, she's like, yeah, I just sang. I'm like, yeah, but she sang in the car different than I sing in the car. Different. Yeah. it's like singing for real. I'm
3: laughing, though, because I was like scream singing to myself in my Volvo station wagon, like trying to work out some weird teenage shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, well, I was really influenced by my sister, though, because she's five and a half years older than I was. And... And I think it was just that little sister thing. Like mm-hmm. I always wanted to be like her mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And and she moved out first, and she started moving away from the church before me. I probably just because she moved out, and like I still had to go to church with my folks and things like that. But um, yeah, she moved out and then started making like secular friends, and <laughs> uh, and it, she was yeah, and then all of a sudden it was like. Have you heard of Dr. Dre? Have you heard of Lauren L? Like, mm. have you heard of Erica Badu? It turns mm. out Badu and I have the same birthday. That's uh-huh. pretty sick. Oh but- shit.
1: I got other yeah. problems. Yep.
3: Look out. So, anyways, I don't know. It was just that. I was just singing in my car. And and I took I took guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, James the singer, so I'll take guitar lessons. And and I had, I would take uh I would take lessons. Part of that too was because my my parents split up when I was like 11, and one of the things that my dad did to spend time with us is he would pick my brother and I up. He's three years older than I am, and we would take turns with guitar lessons. So Thursday night, dad would pick up Brian and I. We'd go out for dinner, and he'd take us to our guitar lesson. And mm-hmm. so Brian would one week, and I would go the other. And I did that throughout middle school and high school, and then I ended up calling it off because I, I didn't... I was just learning like well, I learned a lot of like uh, classic rock covers. Pretty much, I could like shred "Stairway to Heaven" when I was like sixteen.
1: Nice,
3: but I couldn't write a song. And um, and so, anyways, it, music was always something that was in my life. Uh, I was never, I was just the youngest. I keep saying that because I was kind of in the shadow, and mm. the way that my my family was and what was going on. Um, I just was under the radar mm-hmm. a lot.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's fine, but um, so then I met Drew, and nobody—I knew I liked singing, and my sister and I would sing along in the car and whatever. But I—I I didn't want to. It never occurred to me to be in a band. Mm-hmm. It never occurred to me that I was going to write more than that one song. Mm-hmm. It never occurred to me that I would make music with somebody else. Like yeah. that, it would be my life path. Like I was going to be a nurse, dude. You mm-hmm. know. And, and then I met Drew and he's the only person who was like, dude, you can like sing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. He was like, no, 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 like you should, like, what are you doing? Like, you have to do something like this. Right. The only one who, who kind of saw anything. So that,
5: up to that point, Yeah, like, there, there's there had, like, there's a thousand.
3: Totally. But if that hadn't have happened, I wouldn't have. It just, I keep saying like, it just didn't occur to me. It right. wasn't in my field of, of vision. So so, anyways, yeah, like I took piano lessons, guitar lessons. I always sing in the choir. We were a musical family, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, but being like pursuing music was never something I was going to do, and let alone be a fucking singer, you yeah. know. So I don't know. It kind of just happened
5: in a way.
1: And how long's the band been together? How long have you guys been playing music together?
5: Ten years. Almost ten years. Ten now. years. We were a different band up until we had a band in Seattle. We'll end down in LA here for a little bit called Ever So Android. That was, it kind of like just peaked. It like got to the place that it could get to, you know? We okay. did really well in Seattle. We did okay down here, but we were, I think we creatively hit this wall where we didn't know what else to do with like that kind of music sort of. So we started, we had been writing all these other songs on the side, but they didn't fit in the umbrella of Androids. So Android. Like, what do we do with this? And then gradually we just started writing more and more and more of those songs to where like writing Some Android songs on the side. Or if that makes sense. And I just said this in an interview we did like a couple of days ago, but honestly, like we have this, we have this thing in our bio, and I don't know who wrote it, but it was like, Ever So Andrew was everything we thought we were supposed to be and Boy Deluxe is everything like we are, you know? And, and I really do agree with it. Like, cause you I ju- did I write yeah. it? Yeah. I, I, cause I, I just write like whatever <laughs> the fuck, nah, I don't know, I'm a all belt, but I just write whatever the fuck I want. I'm like, yeah. this can be, I don't care. Like we've been writing like lots of like more hip hop-y things. And like, I just don't, I don't care what umbrella fits under. I'm like, I want to express myself creatively without being like, well, they expect this from you and you have to have this heavy guitar riff and blah. Mm. It's like, I don't want to do all that.
2: Right. So all right, I, I'm going to I'm going to jump in quickly because Drew is doing a classic undersell. It's not me just me that does that. But it's also <laughs> Drew. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's contagious. He's like we reached this like they went from doing, you know, because at this point like I think right around the time you guys met was when you and I started talking again Drew. Right around the time you and Hope right. yeah. And so he went from like, oh yeah, I'm doing music with this girl. We're doing some coffee shop stuff and you know, and I see them, like, he's playing acoustic guitar and Hope's, like, wailing, and I'm like, how do you find these people? You know? <laughs> you know. And then it and then you fast forward a couple of years where I have friends in Seattle that I know independently of Drew who are just like, hey, have you heard of this band Ever So Android? And I'm like, have you heard of Ever So Android? <laughs> <laughs> how do you know this band? Because you were the, living in New York, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and like, I I was hearing it from people in New York and people from Seattle, where they're, like, you guys are playing, like, selling out, like, 1,500-person venues and stuff. No, it was, like, 500-person. Okay, but yeah, 500. I'll, I'll, I'll take yeah. 500. We
3: were selling out arenas, man. There was,
2: like, 5 million people at like this one gig. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> Hope, who's under the radar. I love that description. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not, like, uh, Hope uh, crowd surfed once <laughs> <You know? laughs> I... and It was like that one time that Hope did that thing You know <laughs> But she's, I was... she's like She's like owning the stage And just yeah. like You know Just like um, You know Just like Just like Scaring I And I'm hoping you were doing the Scaring the other dudes who were coming after you Who had to get on yeah. that stage And just like Just like Like so much so much fucking presence. I remember I talked on the phone with her, and she'd be like, "Yeah, blah blah," because, and I say this to her all the time: when you talk to uh, to Hope on the phone, uh, Hope is Larry David, and then when you see, when you see Hope live, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I
3: forgot you
2: said that. <laughs> She's so Larry David, which I love because so like, yeah. uh, but then when you see Hope live, it's like this cross between like like Springsteen and Bono and Karen O, where it's just like, whoa. I love- uh, I can't I don't even know how I I can talk to a person who can be that 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 genuine and on stage but also that open where like Mm. the the way that the way that hope connects to crowds is is so reminiscent I think of, of the stuff that I think Drew and I grew up on in the 90s of the way bands would just like let people in, and and I think after we've talked about this, like jazz ba- jazz musicians would mm-hmm. set up chairs in front mm-hmm. of themselves uh, mm-hmm. because they want, no matter how small the venue, because they wanted there to be a barrier. Yeah, and and like '90s bands like Pro Jam and all these other groups, they would do the opposite, where they would go so far to make sure that the audience felt like they were part of that. And it's a it's a right. punk aesthetic as well, which hope does so well. So they're they're in Seattle, and they're doing amazing things to so the point. Two years ago, I'm in an airport. I see someone playing, and I'm talking to them. You know, they're doing all this cool stuff with sampling, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I have friends used to live here. They're in this band, ever so injured." The girl's like, "Oh, I totally know them. They're amazing. Like yeah. they are. I, I, and it, uh, this, this is like my KJ. Like I love yeah, these yeah. people so much. Not just as people, but also as artists and like their in their journey.
1: So, so okay." <laughs>
2: right i know i'm just gassing him up at this yeah
1: yeah no because i'm just (laughs) meeting both of you right and um this is fascinating with you hope because you know you you just got through saying well i I think i was going to be a nurse i guess and you know then i I drew and then i i kind of wrote a song and then and then i'm selling out venues like like how did you like when did that switch if there was that switch flip like that first time you were on stage with that band like was it like that did you like all of a sudden feel something come out of you like what the fuck is this or what
3: oh, I forgot it wasn't that I saw somebody I, it, it's not it, i didn't see it outside of myself it wasn't mm-hmm. like i my favorite band was this and i wanted to be just yes,
1: like yes yes
3: that that didn't happen um i think there was a couple of shows that happened early on where people started to come out and we got like it's always good when you have girls up front. Mm, yeah, girls up front, and they were dancing, and I was, and it was fun, and it was a small club, but it was a good crowd. Yeah, and and it was really fun. Yeah, that happened, and it kind of ignited. But there was also uh, something very intentional happened. We used to play shows all the time, early ever so Andre. Shout out to Death by Stars, mm-hmm. our friend Patrick he had this band called Death by Stars but we became friends because we played so many shows with these guys.
5: Mm. They were fucking amazing. Incredible.
3: So inspiring. Mm-hmm. So Patrick is hands down one of like my favorite artists. He's a very he is really impressive lyrically and with his melodies. All that's to say, I think Patrick and I had a little thing because he he fronted his band and we were just like, had a friendly competition, like who could get weirder
2: uh-huh.
3: that we were playing. we like, all right, who can get weirder? And
1: it was then,
5: simple, though. It's really interesting talking about it because it'd be like, like, I'm going to get on my knees. To yeah. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like the most simple things that are so awkward at first, right? <laughs> it's like, so just, weird. first on stage, you're like, oh, this is weird. And I'm doing this thing. or I'm going to stand yeah. on this amp or whatever.
3: It was funny as I just started so it's like talking about this and how it all started with like Patrick and I and this casual friendly kind of whatever. And then I was I was talking to my girl the other day, Zanya, and she's a singer too. And we were talking about shows. And then I just remembered, I was like, yo dude, like I forgot that before COVID happening, like I went on a whole like slapping spree on stage. Like I just started <laughs> so slapping, slapping people. Like, they were that. usually friends that I knew and it wasn't too much, but I like our manager, He's our manager now but like four years ago I like, slapping, totally slapped him in the face yeah, <laughs> and this other kid oh. I slapped him in the face too uh we're not friends anymore but yeah. it's
4: not <laughs> clearly <laughs> we' not friends anymore
3: yeah. but it's not because I slapped him <laughs> But I remember being on stage. And I was in my slapping like phase and yeah. I made eye contact with him and I was on stage and he was in the crowd and he just looked at me and he shook his head and he said, like, girl, no, please don't do this. <laughs> He's slapping you know. people and show. then I was like, yes. And I got, crawled off stage and I went down and bop, got him real good in the face. But <laughs> so it was just funny thinking about how I started and how I was like, yeah. I felt awkward getting on my knees. And then I just started slapping my friends.
5: <laughs> there was definitely a, 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 like the thing with Hogan is different. Like, this kind of goes in ties into everything we've been talking about but like for me writing is that cathartic writing is mm-hmm. that thing i need to do to not be a fucking crazy mm-hmm. person and be a bad human being in general probably it's like the thing i just need to do and with hope which kind of sucks for pandemic but like she just works it out live you know it like it went mm-hmm. from you know what i mean mm-hmm. like all the fucking daddy being a pastor and all the fucking weird shit mm-hmm. like she just works out and it's kind of mm-hmm. It it went from like, hey, I bet I can like stand on this amp during a show, you know, like this crazy thing, right? Yeah. To bugging out and rolling around doing stuff, which is like
4: that's beautiful
5: though, you know. I because I don't have that. I'm not like like actors too, like with actor friends and I'm they're like, You should take a like a movement class. I'm like, fuck (laughs) that, dude. I'm not doing that. Like that's so that shit, like and 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 it's because she knows we talk about all the time. fascinated by acting like Mm. i'm so fucking fascinated because it's like i just it is so out of my wheelhouse Uh you know what i mean they're like pretend you're a tree i'm like fuck you (laughs) no i'm not doing any of that that's fucking weird so but i'll watch people do it and think it's the most beautiful thing right so i think she's like that she has that performer side of her and it's really not ego-y or no. she's not self absorbed It's, it's like, she's just like, <laughs> it's sheer look necessity. She's like, I'm doing yeah. this for people <laughs> so I can be a decent person off stage. Yeah. I
3: think it's the only, um, because of how I grew up and how things unfolded uh, and like my dad being a pastor and then me not going to the church anymore, I had like kind of a hard time with reality, mm. like what's being real. And I had a hard time feeling safe in the world. Mm. I didn't completely understand that. and. And also being in, like, a very evangelical uh, Midwest family that you don't talk about how you feel, Uh, you know? And there was a lot of shame and embarrassment around that. And mm -hmm. so, um, and usually, if you said how you felt, you're probably wrong, you know what I'm saying? So so I think, for me, being on stage was the only place where it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. I was never wrong. I I could let it out. It was it was mm. safe within that context to be totally just myself and yeah. it turns out i had a fair amount of rage i needed to work out I, like i swear to god guys like i was so angry
4: mm-hmm. i
3: was angry when i first met him that i didn't know what to do with it like it was just coming out of me sideways it was really toxic wow and and then we started playing music and it was like it just gave it a place for it to go
4: yeah mm. and
3: and uh, then i just kind of developed this relationship with being on stage and um the pandemic has been interesting you know finding other ways to do things and mm-hmm. to to work that shit out and luckily i'm i'm not i've worked out a fair amount of things and been in enough therapy and done enough yoga yeah. that i, I
0: like
2: <laughs> that's a little dig cuz i talk to her about her yoga all the time your head's oh, yeah. great by the way yeah the, yeah the videos you've posted you haven't posted any in a while but the ones you posted um, yeah you know. I
3: wanted I learned how to do a headstand and that was it scared me to be upside down mm. like I have control issues and mm-hmm. I like <laughs> he shaking <laughs> he's like yeah and so being upside down terrified me because that's different um yeah. so anyways I, I figured out how to do handstands and I was posting them online during like the lockdown lockdown but anyways yeah man like being on stage it's pretty fantastic I don't know why it just works for me I can like Unhinged and like just let it out. Um, and I, it's like the only place I really feel 100% and not even just safe, but like uh,
2: authentic, like
3: you Yeah, like I, yeah, totally. Like I don't, even when I'm writing, when I'm writing music, I'm still editing myself. Right. Yeah. You know, and like, or trying to do something specific or be good or be right. Mm-hmm. And I'm on stage, I'm just, Sloppy and kind of barrel, and it's very cathartic.
2: You raise a really good point. First of all, I want to back up and 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 add on to what that. You was said. awesome. Like mm-hmm. that release that you talk about. Selfishly, I think this is why I enjoy watching you perform so much because that's what performance was for me. And the same thing, working out the anger. You know yeah. i have pretty religious yeah. a pretty religious family things were pretty strict Otto is yeah. like the oddball out where his family's like yeah cool go do something artistic because most african parents do not do that mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah you know and so there's, did
3: i hear that you, you you're um you guys have known each other for a long time like or your families know each other or is that
2: our dads went to school together yeah. his dad went to school with my dad my uncle mm-hmm.
3: right.
1: In Ghana? In Ghana, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, did you guys not
2: know
3: each other, though,
2: until? No, so, we like, met. Years ago, yeah. <laughs> we met. I was an extra on a TV show that he was a, a principal character on for HBO. I played a musician. He played a musician about Best the music industry life. in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a good show. I really yeah. liked it. Oh, oh cool. what was that called? Oh, uh, Vinyl. Yeah. Vinyl? That's right. That I thought yeah. it. That <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And
1: it got weird, like, was, like people weren't that into it. I, thought it was I was so amazing. bummed that I it was, didn't, yeah. I was devastated. I was like, There can't come on! It was yeah.
5: so, that fun.
3: was a really good show, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. But so, you're you, you're I'm sorry, like, your, your dads knew each other, went to school, your families knew each other in Ghana, and then here you are.
2: I'm an extra on yeah. this show, yeah. We have a rehearsal for his scene. electric lady studios this is the only time i've ever been in electric lady studios (laughs) you know and they have all these amazing other people who are playing music who are playing you know other instrumental parts i was the bass player which i'm yeah i'm an okay guitar player and so i'm not a bass player at all i learned the song i called up gabe i'm like hey am i doing this right he's like you might want because that's what you do this guy Gabe. it's like how does this work again (laughs) Um, oh
5: it's the poor guy i'm just constantly (laughs) like what is this what is this
2: because Gabe is the dude who would buy a pedal, read all of the instructions, try out each feature that it says in the instructions, but then fast forward to like if you're playing a gig, it's not even his set. it's not even his setup, it's your setup, something's going yeah. wrong, you're like, Gabe, I if I'm not getting a sound. And we'll yeah, no. come over and figure it out and make it sound better than you made it sound through practice and the other gigs That's and, right. and all of that. It's funny. That's yeah. true. You know, oh,
3: and he's like yeah. the sweetest guy ever too. I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm taking candy from a baby or something.
5: Because we're like shout out to him. He's been doing all our mixing. I know he has. Yeah, we've got to bring him on. Yeah.
2: Yep.
4: Yeah, to yeah. Gabe. He would
2: he would lose his he would lose his mind. Yeah. He, he would he would But anyway. All right. So we're we're at this thing, it's electric lady studios. And I'm like, all right, cool. They have the whole setup there and everything set up with amps. And in my mind, I'm like, and hope you'll relate to this. Please don't let us have to plug in and turn on. I, I only know how to play the song. Please don't have us jam because this is yeah. gonna get embarrassing. <laughs> you know. Uh and then I'm wearing my Ghana jersey because it's during the World Cup and Otto's like, oh, my family's from Ghana. That's how we started talking. Yeah. wow
5: that's crazy that's insane you guys yeah,
3: that's true. so serendipitous like you're supposed to know each other and then yeah
1: know? yeah it turns out he lived three blocks away from me
2: shut up
1: yeah and also my 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 parents in ghana they um they they don't do it anymore i think they finally stopped it but there was like this an annual annual new year's party that was like the new year's party like everybody goes like 200 guests and all this there's a band and all that stuff so when i'm in ghana around that time i go and i mean obviously i'm there because i'm (laughs) with my parents but any um so there was one time where this couple who I'd seen a bunch of times every year at that party walk up to me and they're like hey um uh Kwaku was it your mom and dad or is it, your, it was your uncle right it's my uncle it's my uncle yeah and so like I took name. a picture selfie with them and I sent it to him and I was like yeah got your family over here where are you you know what I mean what you doing bro yeah and this
2: <laughs> is my uncle who yeah. I share a name with. so it's yeah, my yeah. Uncle yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's Uncle Kwaku. It's all crazy. Are you crazy. serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I'm
3: getting... Shit. I'm like, you're making me sweat again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's insane. insane.
5: Yeah. Oh. That is wild, though. Like, when when the world just seems so small sometimes. Yeah. Pretty
4: tiny. But You guys are in New
5: York City and you meet, it's not like you were in like nowhere town, Montana, and yeah. you're like, oh, there was eight people there and I had a conager. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, no, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not. Well we well. happened to us on tour sometimes. What? We'd be in the middle of nowhere and just see someone we knew. Oh, no,
2: right, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> And yeah, it's, it's I mean, it, to the point where like one of his best friends is this, this guy, this amazing bass player, KJ. And we had him on the podcast early and he was talking about playing these gigs with this band. I'm like, wait, a minute. this this sounds familiar. I opened up for you.
1: Yeah, and I was there. I was there at that show like this is this is 10 years before Kwaku and I met. This band, who I'm best friends now, now with the the bassist, I used to go to all their shit, and so it was the Zipper Room or something like that, or kettle- uh, Elbow Room maybe. Elbow or... Room, yeah, yeah, wherever yeah. it was, and so I I kind of remember the opening band, and so like 15 years later, Kwaku's like, wait a minute, what band were you? And then it was like, so we all met. Like fifteen before, yeah, we're all in the same room before we all were actually in the same room. It's all weird. It's all weird.
3: Are you guys like best friends now? Like, (laughs) do you do everything together?
1: I'm the godfather of his daughter, so yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Are
3: you guys? You live close to each other now? Like- well,
2: I mean, he exactly. lives in Brooklyn and I live in San Diego, yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's it's a little more than three blocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, pretty- <laughs> yeah.
3: like like right yeah. but we do this. Like thing- you guys are living in the same house together, or <laughs> <Right>. what?
2: <laughs> We're definitely looking at timeshares. There you um, go. <laughs> but we do do this thing where we introduce e- each other to our really good creative friends. Kind yeah. of like right now, full yeah. circle, bringing yeah. mean, that back around.
1: Nice. Yeah. Um, okay
2: so all right you guys are you guys are doing your thing in seattle um are your uh your reach and you i think you i don't, drew did you say that it like it peaked or like the ever android point
5: <laughs> i mean it peaked like i i would we talk about not often, but we our last show there was like the least amount of people that had come. I mean, it's still hundred, but it was like the least amount of people that had been to a show. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like it was starting. That's the thing; it's such a small market, and we used to say this to each other all the time. Like, we didn't want to move to LA. We had like no desire. We loved Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, how many times can you play the same show for the same people? Like, they don't want to see the same show over and over again. It's like, so I don't know. We.
3: Well, and even your art starts to be compromised because, like, how much inspiration can you have in monotony?
5: Yeah, it was just all of these things, you know, I think of, we we had, like, a lot of, like, hard realizations about, like, what we were doing and, you know what I mean? We, yeah. we just, like, looked at all these things. I remember a friend of ours who's, like, a really big photographer up there being, like, um, this guy that runs all this shit up there, I don't want to, like, name the, like, places, but... And he had been to one of our shows and he was like, yeah, they're cool. Like, wasn't like super into it, like make moves into it. But like, and, and I never even heard of this guy. And I'm like, I thought I knew everyone up there. I'm like, this dude who I've never even heard of has seen us mm-hmm. and doesn't want to like work with us. I'm like, what, who Like, who am I waiting for to see it? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Who am I waiting for? And, the, and then the huge mistake, I, not mistake, but the, the big issue we sort of had was we weren't really releasing music. Mm-hmm. You know, we were always like, we were too precious with it too. We're like, well we need a better mixer for this. So let's not put it out yet. And we are and we just write another, and then all of a sudden there was like five new songs. So fuck the five old songs. You're not going to release those, right? And we just kept writing that over and over and over, not really putting stuff out. And then the hardest truth we had to look at was, we're like, how are we selling out 500 person rooms and no one's really listening to our music, right? Because mm-hmm. people were, but not, it, it, did, you know, it didn't equate at all, right? So we had to be like, maybe we just write good live songs and not good songs. You know what I mean? Which is different. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be like, basically, there's this guy Bill Wheatland who was basically our mentor, right? And he used to be like, you know, live. You have the, you have volume. And you have theatrics. And you have all these things that can make a song great that you don't have when someone's just listening to it on their phone, right? Mm-hmm. So, it'd right, be like, maybe we just don't like great songs, yeah.
3: right? Like, yeah, maybe that's
5: I part remember of it. that. You're so. both like, oh. this <laughs> after <Except> like <laughs> six years of being in a band too. Not that they were back. they just weren't there yet you know and so we came down here and just tried to be better songwriters just worked on that so much so now we have
3: we have a decent setup for um writing for writing and recording so Mm -hmm. it's more streamlined now and we have gabe that we're working with too so it's like we finally have a process and it's more affordable because we don't have to go into the studio and do all these recordings, you know what I mean? Like a lot of what he's writing is in the box and and that's fine for us, you know, like where yeah. we're at. And and honestly, like I'll say it's been better for singing too, because there's nothing like spending thousands of dollars to go into the studio and it's like
2: the pressure.
3: Yeah, man. And then I I, I listened back and it's like they're fine takes, but it's like it's different when you're comfortable and blah 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 and you can work on it you know what i mean you
2: said something earlier and i wanted to comment on it you were talking about like how when you perform live it's this release but when you're writing songs you feel like you're holding yourself back a little bit and it took me like like taking five years from not doing anything to realize oh when you're performing even if it feels like a release it is still a, a bit of a character that that you are that you're you know, because you don't walk around doing all some people do, but those people get really annoying after a while. So you don't walk around doing everything that you would do on stage when you're performing a song.
1: Imagine and Hope that, walking around slapping people just regularly <laughs>
2: money. Would,
1: there, there's like a web series there or something. <laughs> Eric Andre is probably doing something similar
2: Um yes. but it took him all the time down here. And I'm like, that's Eric Andre.
5: He's like the only celebrity I see down here. I'm like, hey. <laughs>
2: But you keep your distance because you don't know if he's going to hit you or, I know. or, or, or like pee <laughs> on you or something. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But, but the idea, so it's like, but when you're recording, the idea right. of like me, what I realized that I would do wrong is I would be focused so hard on singing the note right doing the thing right I didn't like I had this paranoia of like auto-tune I don't, I don't want my shit to be auto-tuned I can actually sing it. other people oh, it was her. she was the same way other mm. people that's for other people that's not for me because I can sing it right yeah and what I realized it's it's like yeah you can sing it right but it's not about that mm. are no. you singing it in a way where it resonates with someone so are you yeah. able to get into that character but it's a different character than your live character Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like the channeling thing that Drew was talking about, where it's like you're just the instrument for, you know, for what's just coming saying, out.
3: I've been working on exactly that, especially in this past year, since we've had the time and space mm-hmm. and the um, tools to do it. I've been working on exactly that, on mm-hmm. like, on getting vulnerable with singing right. and like being ugly and making weird faces and like making mistakes. Yes,
2: and not having it be perfect because you're not battling yeah. the tune. You're trying to catch it. Up to it. Up to you. That brings up two
5: things. The one is the getting ugly, which is like how we rate actors all the time, right? Like if they start crying and it's fucking ugly, we're like, they are a good actor. Some (laughs) people cry pretty, right? Some people are like they're like the beautiful cry, and you're like Like, but when you see people like fucking melting (laughs) down, you're like, damn, (laughs) like
1: you get choked at that. Yep. She, Who's that? Viola Davis. She gets the snot oh. going and all that. Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay,
5: you are yeah. in it. She's no reason. joke. <laughs> but um, the other the other thing is how, uh, as like doing so much stuff at home and we don't have a practice space because the pandemic and stuff. It's like we're not re- She's not rehearsing the songs like she used to. Mm-hmm. It's normally like so you know, probably, like we would practice a song seven hundred times and right. play it live two hundred times right. and then go record it, right? Like she's like, we write it and then we're like, all right, let's track it.
4: Yeah. And it's then,
5: wild. which is so different yeah. because it's like you don't even know the song yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's gotten a lot better at I'm like, look, we're going to do 30 takes. So just yeah. don't even do the first 20 because, like, we're going to be-
3: process of mm-hmm. me having. The singery moments.
5: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like first try, we're good, and I'm like, we're not good. So. I like I did this for
4: you. Yeah, you're that's <laughs> yeah. But
5: that's hard because she's so used to like she would in the studio nail it because we would have really? like practice the song so many times and play it live. Yeah,
3: mm. there's something to be said for like when you go to the studio and you got like the engineer and like maybe this person or that person, you're like, I have to. It's like it is a little bit of performance too Mm -hmm. because you have to be on. Like people are watching. They're just like in Mm -hmm. the mood. Yeah. Listen to your, you know, take. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been, I um I think a lot of people might have this, but it's like when you're naturally you have a natural inclination for something, a natural skill for it. Um I get frustrated when I'm bad. Yeah. I don't want to be bad. I want to be good at it. So it's like so Mm -hmm. then I won't even try, Mm -hmm. which is like a ratty thing to do Mm -hmm. because who do I think I am that I'm so special that I don't have to practice, that I can't get better. But Like, anyways, so it's, it was just like this personal like deterrent and battle of whatever, like of of sorting out this different um, personal vulnerability. This
5: reminds me of something, Kwaku, you said something that actually really defined what this band is today. You said to me, I remember I was on the phone with you in Pioneer Square. I remember this so specifically, you said, hope's doing and this is what's interesting about what hope's saying is like right he said that you told me that we should write stuff that everyone can sing along to because you're you said that we were writing stuff that hope could sing but not Mm -hmm. everyone Mm -hmm. and i was like oh fuck right because that was our that was sort of our weapon in the beginning where she could belt these huge notes and just do all this huge shit right and then and she would nail it like every time that's what's ironic about today is like Now we're doing softer things a lot of the time. And there's very little belting in it where she can nail those notes that are really hard for people, but it's the little whispery or like the little light little melody and stuff Mm -hmm. where she'll get a little pitchy and she'll be like, fuck, like, and I'm like, dude, that's like so much harder for her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's ironic because to me, it seems so much easier. I'm like, well, that's easy. You're not belting this huge fucking thing that you can mess up with.
3: What's kind of interesting about what you're saying too is the context of how we're writing and how the context of how we're writing has dictated well, the space that we're writing yes. in dictates the music.
5: Yes. I don't think we've written a song since then that we didn't try to have a chorus that everyone could thing Yeah. Just in terms of range and stuff like
3: that. But even just going from, like, writing songs in our practice space mm. where everything's turned up and loud and I'm just, like, screaming into the microphone, right. you yeah. know, to, to being, I live in an apartment and we don't have a practice space mm. All mm. set up in our house. And, like, how that's totally changed how we write, therefore how I sing. And I've had to learn, I've had to like relearn how to sing the past wow. three or four years.
2: And Otto, you're gonna hear this. And mm-hmm. I, obviously I couldn't play it to you before this, but like the newest single that you guys have, the hook on it is Let the Bitches In. Yeah. I already love this band. And. <laughs> So it's funny, I you know, and and this is this is what my life is now. So I'm like, you know, giving my kids a bath, and I'm listening to the song. So I sent it like five or six times just on repeat on Spotify. Speaking speaking of which, here comes one of my progeny. Um, say hi, Cole. What's up, Cole? Yo? So I'm listening to this, and I'm like, and afterwards I like call my wife or really call my wife. I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, it's weird. It's super catchy. I listen to it over and over again, but this isn't even like a sixteenth of what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, now everybody's here oh, okay the whole family oh, the whole there. family all right hold on <laughs> and so it really i know hope's just like <laughs> little kids, kids um, cute as, oh my god um, i know it's really cute and yeah. so yeah the thing that blew me away is that like drew you you guys are doing exactly what i talked to you about like, it is something that is very easy that people can sing along with and that meaning can be tied to Yep, hold on one second. Tell, nope, not it it no, not yet. No, you can't. Again. Okay. <laughs> this is this is quickly going off the rails. Yep. Um I love that you guys have grown in that way. I went through the same thing with Jeff where it went from like being in a large and a loud band to being in a bedroom and writing stuff mm. and recording it and how it changed the way I sang because I didn't have to hit things as hard but it also gave me new ways to express my creativity. So how has you moving to this space changed the way you guys write your songs and also express yourself creativ- creatively? Well,
3: that's a
2: question. It <laughs> yeah. was a statement and then a question because of-
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh I
3: mean it's kind of changed everything. Like there've been I have been reflecting recently on the Progress of our band and how it's evolved over the years, and I, I realized the other morning I was getting ready, and I come in the living room and I said to Drew, I was like, "Yo, dude, like the reason why we have the we write with electronic drums and on Ableton and things like that is because when we first started playing music together, we couldn't.
5: We, we couldn't get a drummer come hell yeah. or high water." For you.
3: Nobody would play with us. And mm-hmm. so Drew started beatboxing and we started mm-hmm. live looping. And then yeah. it progressed to like, well, that wouldn't, that wouldn't, it didn't translate in like clubs. Big, as we moved to venues. bigger rooms, uh, like the beatboxing like wasn't working. People
5: were like, yeah. And then so I had some homies that were like, "Dude, you need like real drums or electronic drums? But I didn't know how to do it. So yeah. yeah. So he started learning Ableton and now make those thick beats. Oh my God. <laughs>
3: but, but it's just, so anyways,
0: uh, so yeah,
5: like I think what's interesting about, about I think we spend a lot of time like up our own ass, and new, like everything has to be steeped in metaphor, right? Every lyric has to have this deep deep meaning, and all this, and it's like it's ironic. Like the first time we're on a Spotify playlist, the first time we have a song like blast past ten thousand listens and stuff is like the bitches in, right? Because but there's but there's something to say for that. I think I grew up in this place of having like disdain for pop music, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, it's just like I, I grew up and I liked a lot of punk and heavy music, so fuck pop music, right? But but the thing I'm realizing, and again, this is a conversation I had a friend with mine a long time ago, but we were like, we were like, you know, if music is a language, we only know some like tiny random ass dialect of some random language because that's the kind of music we wrote. We wrote like very abstract or like very artsy or noise rock or whatever and we're like we kind of wanted to learn to speak like English right yeah. we wanted to, learn to speak English through music in kind a of way or or just just something that like people could understand right and so what's really funny is like we can write these really intricate lyrics but the scariest thing to write is like this really hurts me or something right. or be vulnerable at all and so it's just like this last year has been us just writing simpler and simpler things and trying to just use language like hey i walked on the street i saw this it affected me like this instead of being like you know
3: the
4: like, ocean
5: is so deep and you're you know this whole like that. yeah it's like you're like, high behind it you absolutely
3: it's not that
5: there isn't a place for metaphor i just mean like that was the whole thing what's yeah. i think
3: part of that too is a pretty natural progression with most artists and i'll specifically say music since that's kind of what we're talking about but it's like you know, it's like, hey man, I just learned how to do this, and like, check out all this crazy shit I can do. Yeah.
4: And
3: you just go nuts to butts, write crazy things, and like, you love to see how complicated it can get. And all your musician friends are like, oh, that's really tight, dude. Like that paradiddle right there, and <laughs> blah blah blah, like these whatever. The and and, uh, and then it just gets it's like, okay, now what? I just, I don't know. You work Were it you out. I don't think
5: sometimes around. how ridiculous. Like shows are, I say it to some of my musician friends, and they laugh, and they're like, totally. And then sometimes, it, like, they get offended. What you do know? you mean? Like when you're like the ridiculousness of just being on stage, being like, what? Like <laughs> yeah. this is music, and i like, it's <laughs> like, fuck you. He's like so it's just like there's that. something so ridiculous about it, right? But it's awesome, and it is magic, right? Like yeah. it literally is magic. But there's that side of it where
1: you're just like, why does anyone do this? Like it's, it's so also not crazy because we do it. I know. I gotta... Yeah, yeah. Like I always say to Kwaku, like uh, and all my musician friends, I can literally watch you guys just set up. Like when I you, you know what I mean? Like I, I love when musicians are like, Oh, I'm out of tunes, oh let, let's like like push some of these buttons and like put the the amp there. Like I can sit there. That could be the show for me because I'm just like, the alchemists are at work. Like, what are they doing now? Oh, ooh, he stepped on that pedal. Ooh. And then she pressed that button. And I like that stuff is magic to me. Um and and what's interesting is what I'm what I think I'm hearing is because of COVID and because like like your options for practice and so forth are now limited or constrained like there's there's a new thing that's happening with you guys that maybe is a little bit more organic maybe dare i say you, you know what i mean because you're in an apartment you can't sing loud you can't you you don't have access to like the big drum set or whatever so now it's like something simple and pared down which is basically sort of where you guys are right now right or
3: Totally. Well, it's interesting how limitations are actually really good for creativity. Yeah.
1: Design yeah. constraints. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah.
3: really good because yeah. it's like you sit there and you're like, it can be anything. I could use this salt shaker and make music with that, or this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just never ending. Yeah. It was really nice to have like some limits to it. You're like, okay, thank yeah. you.
2: So they gave me. A... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh. No, that was it. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, well then, good. no, I'm kidding. Um, So, Boy Deluxe, what is the name of your newest single? Because I just know the hook, not the name. Bundles. Bundles, that's right. All right, so you've released the single. It's Mm -hmm. on a series of Spotify playlists. What I'm going to ask, and we'll talk about this, you know, once we finish recording, you're going to send me some stuff that we can add to the recording so people can hear it
1: and and links and all that other stuff. I fucking can't wait. My God. Otto, I'm going to get you stuff today. I'm going to get you stuff today. I'm already on spotify dude just- <laughs> he's like yeah <laughs> i
2: don't need i don't need you as a plug yeah. <laughs> um, what is happening next for boy deluxe what do you guys have coming up i know that like um okay. venues are starting to open up and you know that sort of thing what what is on your let's say your short-term list of things that you're doing as a group and then look
5: Friday at with- so we're releasing a whole EP, but we're kind of releasing it in pieces. Bundles was the first one. Bride Highs comes out this Friday, the 9th.
3: And then first week of May, we're gonna the other
5: two songs from the EP come out. And the whole spooky EP, and yeah. weird night. Like, yeah. And then um and then the other one, Gabe's mixing the other one right now. The next EP is all done. And then um, we're gonna release that probably the same way with like videos and stuff.
3: maybe in the summer. And then we
5: just got like offered our first show. In uh, November. In November, yeah, up in Spirit Festival in Seattle. And we were like
3: mm-hmm.
4: literally
5: nervous. I was like my stomach turned. I was like, I don't want to do that. Like we've just been writing in our bedroom like, for years. Like this is nice and easy. And
3: yeah. it took me a yeah. week to write
5: back an email. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> We're like, ooh, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. But so yeah, so I guess shows are gonna start happening again. It's really wild. We we got rid of our practice space because we just like we didn't know if you were gonna die if you went like no one had yeah. information yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. Right for space in la and when like everyone was out of work we're like why do we have this space we have to get another office
3: it's the whole plan for 2020 was um just to go all out mm-hmm. we were just like we changed our band name we were tired of holding ourselves back of being like of being our own villains in our lives
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know what i mean and and we were like you know what this year Everything we call in all the favors, like we don't feel embarrassed. We're gonna, like, because you're always shy to send shit. You're like, I know there's too many
5: words for this label, but I don't want to be annoying. Yeah, I mean, some people aren't like that, some people are ruthlessly like we were gonna play all the
3: shows, we were just gonna start putting out music. We had like three shows lined up for March, and we're like getting ready to go work for and like get these things going. And then the world shut down, and we were like, Well, there goes that. So, (laughs) 20. in 2021 I'm, we have since the one thing we can do as musicians is release music right now i think we'll continue to like kind of slowly start playing shows mm-hmm. i guess
5: mm-hmm. i don't know yeah okay. i think what's interesting about like our spotify and stuff is we have um our whole plan at the beginning of 2020 was like we're just going to release a song every month but we weren't even like releasing like singles like the ashes and creeps aren't singles They're just like art songs. They're like B side that we love. You know, we weren't like, oh, this got to hit hard and get on playlists. And like, it was just like, we just didn't have any, there was no ambition really to it. It was just like, let's just, one thing we never do is release music. Let's just release music and video every month. Right. So we just started working on that. And then, and then we got picked up by management. Like, right. And then everything got weird. They're like, what if we put this off and do? And then so things got a little more complicated. But now we're like back on track.
1: Yeah. Yeah
5: yeah, dude. I don't know. See you the in the world. We're definitely we're just releasing constantly, though. We have, like, all... Everything's done for the year, which kind of sucks in a weird way, but it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Like, liberating, but I also... I'm, like, someone that writes a lot. I'm like, yeah, but I'm already, like, a 100 songs ahead. I'm like, what the fuck do I do now?
1: Yeah, you sound so, like you have a vault, like, of just... I it's legit. I have hard, hard, drives, hard, drives, hard,
5: drives. hard drives.
1: Hard drives.
3: Wow. <laughs> wow. And he's... I would go to the ends of the earth for Drew, but like the man lacks organization.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so, so computer he just is music like, is the worst thing. And he's like, actually. I don't know what to do. Where's that track? Where's this song? Oh, I don't ahead. know. I just and he, he'll just say, just say some, As sometimes they're literally the final is called "ba da ba da ba Yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> I do
5: that a lot. Well, what's weird is like phonetically, you can say it in like eighty different ways, right? <laughs> like when you read back, you're like, wait, is that padappa or a <laughs> like, Or I'll just be like 4:30 p.m. That's really it's bananas. So
3: then he's like, why don't we ever finish anything? Like, I don't you know. You can't
2: find anything. <laughs> I don't
1: know when it is. Can't find well, bananas. Banana. So
5: like
2: <laughs> when I played with you, my
5: whole and I and I used this for years. I was like, if I write something and I can't remember tomorrow's number. Right, like, mm. that was always my thing, but now I save everything. Right, like, All those things I should have forgotten right. are just, like, You're
2: still there. Final.
5: Yeah, they're yeah. just in a problem. Like,
2: yeah.
5: Called it's like, something. I
3: have, um, Drew was trying to find something the other day in the closet. He pulls out this bag, and it's filled with, like, old stock, like, scraps of fabric and stuff. He's like, dude, what is this? And I was like, he goes, is this a stock? And I said, well, yeah, like, I don't know, like, what if I need it for something? <laughs> I have this whole bag of like random stock and like scrap the fabric that I'm like, well, what if I need to fix something? And this is like this baby. It's like that, but with it's all of like, his. Uh, but you do that with like, I that your beats. Like, yeah. It's just like, wow. those are his thoughts
1: Those are
2: Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I, wow. That's, I, I can't really. Okay. <laughs> so this,
4: is, this is the Larry. Did I just part make it weird?
1: No no, <laughs> no, 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 no. i still <laughs> waiting for that. This is the that part like, that I live for. Like the emergency darning. Okay, now I've got it. I can darn that sock now. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Drew. I told you. Well,
5: but she doesn't really say shit. That's like, you <laughs> throw shit away. Like, that's not so weird. It's like a. Like a fabrics full circle what i want to hear
2: about when you guys come back on is how you use something from that fabric bag Mm -hmm. to find the beat that Mm -hmm. drew made to complete the single that you're about to release like that that is worlds coming together uh,
5: there Trash fabric
4: yeah
2: exactly
5: (laughs) well then
3: piece of
5: towel really just reminded me of that time <laughs> right <laughs> I think that's like a little like it always i don't i shouldn't even say it. it always bugs me a little bit though like when people are like i made a beat out of hitting the, uh, out of rocks or do you know what i mean they yeah, always yeah. like yep. i see that all the time and i'm like it was
3: kind of clever, like a million
5: years ago. You other you're girls. on
3: Reddit, though,
4: and like that's all Reddit.
5: Yeah, they'll
2: be like, hey. I sneezed in a bag and I made a look
4: yeah,
2: at I it. Mean, <laughs> I made it, so it drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna say, with that being said, one, <laughs> if right. you're if you're on the West Coast and beyond, you need to go see Boy Deluxe. Starting actually, so wait a minute. The next official gig <laughs> is in mm-hmm. Seattle.
5: We'll definitely have ones here before
2: that. But, but for but now, we're saying this. For, for, now, for now. So, and right now, I see Hope getting nervous and starting to sweat again as I, as I pin <laughs> you guys down to this. Um, what is the date of this show?
5: But it, I don't.
3: It hasn't been confirmed yet.
2: Great. Uh, okay. But it will be in November.
3: in November.
2: It's in November in Seattle. And what is the name of the uh, festival? I
3: don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know if we can like officially. Oh,
5: because it hasn't oh, been okay.
2: confirmed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
5: I just haven't like announced. That I don't.
2: Um, right. Okay. But it's in November. It's in November. <laughs> okay. Let me try this a different way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if people want to keep up with you, <laughs> what's yeah. the best way for them to do that?
3: We have an Instagram mm-hmm. and we've been, so you can find us way to underscore. Uh, but then we also have a TikTok and we've been working on that, but that's more. Oh
5: silly videos. we're so we,
3: we're getting better but definitely our instagram if you want to know when we're going to
1: play a show i'm getting Check on out. right now and That's if good. double wow. maxed and i can get on a plane now so y'all <laughs> think I'm uh, yeah. you. y'all oh, think yeah. i'm fucking with you i will get. I, heard you, I
5: heard you felt a little shitty
1: after, the second, after the second one, I felt like a little bit like, oh, and I, yeah, I had to like, not I, I wasn't so bad, but I was like, oh, I, I got to go to bed. And I slept for like 14, 15 hours. So yeah, yeah.
5: how long <laughs> after the shot?
1: Just the day after the day after I was like, oh, and I was like, okay, that means obviously it's working. And then right. the next day I woke up and I was like, ding, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. This is awesome. I'd
3: love to talk about your acting and your life next.
1: Yeah, sure, sure.
2: I'm going to say, you guys are good that way. Most people yeah. don't come on and really ask. Uh, well, maybe they ask Otto questions. I'll be honest. They don't ask me questions. Well, you know, <laughs>
5: awesome? oh, can I say, can I interject? I really wanted to say, I feel like a lot of this, because it's about us, it's glossed over. Like, I, I think you were like, probably the first like real musician I worked with Gabe included but it was like the first like I was like damn this dude's like a songwriter yeah. and I had never really done that before yeah. and I just think you're getting sold short through this whole thing a little no, bit no, no, we're, no, no. we're glossing
2: over it yeah uh, we're glossing over yeah, yeah. In, yeah. In, in, we're the gloss- best, in the best possible but that's not fair you yeah. know in the best possible it's way the, the nicest thing right Drew ever right. said to me was like oh I get Radiohead now
1: I understand oh my god you're you so gonna... into this yeah
5: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: me too you know. so
5: I irony of that. Never mind. Another time. <laughs> 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 He's well, talking about radio, be cool Well, you, yeah.
2: you, we can come back. I mean, mm-hmm. we. Yes, I was going to say we have some. We're working on some themed things that we want to do that are related mm-hmm. to the podcast, and a Radiohead one, I think, would be. Something that Otto wouldn't really be into, but I might be able to talk him into
1: it. <laughs> who got me into Radiohead. So I have every single one of their vinyls just over there. Like, I'm now a fucking nut. So, yeah.
3: It happens. I didn't give a shit. And then one day...
5: Yeah,
1: yeah, same with me. I I'm think like, that happens
2: oh. for all of us. That's yeah. their thing. We're always yeah. like, oh, I understand. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's the weirdest thing about
5: bands like that. They always become those like bands you listen to for years, though. If I hear a band and I instantly like the song, I probably won't like them to yeah, Right. pops, right? Yeah. But if I have to like digest it and then I'm like, oh my God, this is really fucking good. Yeah. I just remember I saw Tom York playing this song, "Clock" on the Henry Rollins show. And I was like it was just him acoustic and I was like oh, yeah. oh this yeah. is good right which you is know, the weirdest thing right yeah. you cannot get an artist and then you get like one thing and you could just get all of it yeah so, that well, that, happens a to lot me time.
2: that's exciting yeah. because then that means there's so much more that you oh, can like, yeah. get into that you can be excited by you know and, yeah. and discover um all right so I I know we've gone long because it, it we've definitely gone long longer than I was expecting but then again, it was about as long as I was expecting, so this might have to be a two-parter. With that being said, you, sir, with the gray T-shirt, who somehow managed to
1: guess right away what these two do? I mean, if we showed a picture of these two, if somebody said anything other than a rock band, I'd be like, "Come on, guys, come on!"
2: Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> could trying. be installation artists. They can be.
1: Sales they could. Yeah. The, the other thing. I don't know. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Civil servants. Yes. Civil
2: servants.
5: they yes. <laughs> 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 literally had. Have- We've literally been, like, at just random places. People are like, you guys
3: are in a band, huh? No, I, yeah. like I, you know? I
4: mean... <laughs> How
1: could you tell? <laughs> rad as fuck. Yes. Okay. So, anyway, I'm Atul, and who
2: are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. And who have we had the pleasure of uh, chatting with, reminiscing with, learning from, getting excited by... Uh, that sounds a little weird, but you know what I mean.
1: Um, it is... The one and only Hope Andrew from Boy Deluxe. Holy shit. I'm going to listen the fucking shit out of your music right now. Oh, and if you're ever in New York, I got the best stereo in the world. So you yes. guys can sit here,
5: okay.
1: smoke if you do, and we'll just listen That's to fine. all your shit, dude. Because it's legal in New Eat York pizza? now.
5: It's legal. Yeah, Hope just wants New York pizza.
1: Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, girl. We'll do it. We'll do it all right. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Last time
5: I saw well, I mean, I so far been here, but the time before that was like, we were on tour out there. And every show we've been in the city helps, like, we gotta go get pizza. Because you had the
2: first night. Different. Yeah. It's done. different. It, it's different. It's different. It does. Yeah. It's the water. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: this was fantastic. It has yeah, been really nice talking to you, Kowafu, <laughs> <usual. laughs> <laughs> or it's been so lovely getting to know you.
1: You too, you too. You guys are right. I can't, I, like I said, I can't wait to even just, just probably just put it in my earphones right now so like i'm i'm really psyched i can't wait you guys are awesome thank you so much thank you guys yeah yeah
3: thanks
1: Thanks. for having us i love listening to musicians nerd out on like song creation and you know singing and how you learn how to sing and the first time on stage and setting up the equipment and like writing disagreements and all that stuff so that was fucking awesome man holy shit!
2: it was and it's it's interesting it, in a weird way it's like that felt super intimate because i think it's the first time i brought someone on that i done music with that i've mm-hmm. been in a band with like yeah. i know a lot of musicians mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting you know because part of it is like you have to tell your story like kind of like uh, when we had joshua james on and you're talking yeah. about your story progressing mm-hmm. as, a, as an actor but also as a writer yeah um but there's I f- there's nothing but love and respect and 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 admiration for the two of them it's yeah. i i mean drew hands out as one of the most talented musicians i've ever worked with and mm. hope like uh if uh if i were a uh, you know a, a younger white uh uh, uh european descent woman uh, mm-hmm. who grew up in the pacific northwest then mm-hmm. i would be hope i yeah. there's so much it. yeah there's so much that 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 uh that she does that i just am in awe of and that mm. i appreciate and i see little bits of me in there as well not yeah. that I've influenced her but just yeah. the commonalities that we have
1: yeah I, you know? I just love how she especially just it seems like fell into it like you know yeah. almost preordained you know the constellation of events that i always talk about uh with all of these things where it's like well if you weren't the waitress in the cocktail bar i know it was a a uh, cafe, right, you, right. you know what I mean if you didn't bump into this person who would she be and even though I haven't listened to the music yet I knowing you and knowing what you've turned me on to before and knowing how who you are as a musician I know this band fucking you know destroys shit right so so much talent yeah yeah I can't and so it's like so cool that there is that like they found each other and they found the their music whatever that music is kind of thing um and just to see them together it's like they they the reason why i guest band is not just because of how they look i mean they look like rock stars but like just the way they they kind of reminded me of joe Madristro and um um cat cat like they just have that way about them that um it it just feels it feels intimate um, but it feels artistically intimate in some way that i think it, maybe i'm just making this up that you know non-artists even if they're together actually intimately they don't have i don't i don't you know what i'm saying like yeah. there was something that no, I there's there's a, a creative
2: intimacy yeah. between yeah. them yeah yeah which yeah which you can i mean even before they started talking about their process which you just pick up on yeah, which yeah. is which is fantastic
1: jeez their yeah. music must be amazing. I cannot wait to, like, like actually, when I sign off with you, is the first thing I'm going to do is just turn them on and just sit there and listen.
2: All right. So you're going to text me afterwards like, whoa, let yeah. the bitches in? What? Yeah, let the bitches <laughs> in.
1: That's what, that's, let the bitches in, man. So, you know, holy shit, man. All right. Well, I had to I had to yeah. throw a curveball at you because yeah, I know, right?
2: no. we're bringing you know bringing all the philosophers and the cult leaders, and you gotta, you gotta <laughs> go back to the roots. Yeah, dude. you did your you thing, know? bro. You <laughs> gotta it. go back to the roots and just yep. like, hey, this is you know this is uh, something that's important to both of us. We haven't had a musician. Yeah. I feel like a like Leo Coltrane might have been the last musician. Last one, on. yeah.
1: That cat um, is yeah. Shout out again to Leo Coltrane. That cat is just so dope. Everything he's putting out, like you know this his whole Instagram presence and like the, the bits of music that I see him putting out. I'm like, that cat is and I shared him with my uh, hip hop nerd heads. And they were like, yo, Leo Coltrane is dope. So like, you know, like my bona fide hip hop. They validated like, him. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yo, this is, this is dope. So anyway, shout out to him and shout out to Boy Deluxe, because just like they can't possibly be anything but awesome <laughs> just looking at yeah. them. So. Yeah, it's like Joe and Kat with Gene Jean, Jean. So, yeah, you've been turning me on to some really dope shit, and it's very exciting, bro.
2: I'm just trying to keep up with you, bro, because this All is what right. you do. You All keep right. bringing the dopeness on right. yeah. every single time.
1: That's the thing, bro. That's the thing. That's yeah. how you get down, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, who are you? I'm Kwaku, and who are you? I'm Atua, and this is Radio Zamunda, the dope. Shit Thank for Yeah Peace I'm just
0: sitting here staring at the rain I first felt the hit Thought it was my head Tried to pass it off Climb over the edge Look back at the crowd I'm in disbelief No one but a girl standing in the seats Saw the and eyes Pale of the skin Open up my hand And let the bitches in 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 let the bitches in, let the bitches in. Light as air, safe in the night. I don't move around now in sight. Hands wide, arms long, stretching out. I creep a lot of sounds. I let the bitches in, let the bitches in. 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 Let the bitches in I let the bitches in 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 Again are to the far I'm just sitting here staring at the rain. I first felt the hand, thought it was my head. Tried to pass it off, climb over the edge. Look back at the crowd, I'm in disbelief. No one but a girl standing in the seats. Saw the darkened eyes pale of the skin. Opened up my hand and let the pictures Let the bitches in.